Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the North Bros Outdoors Podcast, episode 73. I am Nick Beto. Got Micah here. And Brandon Wixo. And uh, disclaimer, before we get too far into this one, uh, remember last week we came up with the kill chain. So we said it's either the kill chain or the host chain. And I am wearing it, and I have not killed yet. So Yeah, it, this hurts. When you see the title of this week's episode, it's going to be the uh, 20, Failure Podcast. 20, <laughs> 2023 uh, Elk Recap, because Wixo is back with us, still alive. Yeah, just a little more sore than usual. <laughs> and then Micah has also been out, all three of us have been out hunting, and none of us have been successful yet. The one that that's the most disappointing to is Wixo because I'm I'm guessing you're not going out nope again it was a one and done thing uh as we said last week as well we are not a sports podcast but uh the Vikings looking real good sitting at 0 and 2 okay um Micah how are your picks going phenomenal I've got like 18 right I think I'm pretty happy maybe I think, 17 I think you're actually beating me am I I think you might be and I'm just guessing I'm not sure if you're beating me but I think you're uh Kind of just based off of who gets the most home runs. And I'm just like, let's yeah. run with that. And free throws, yeah. 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 Anyway, so yeah, go Vikings. Um, you guys got anything that you want to touch on before we get into it this week? It's boogie. Nope, let's get into it. No? All right, well, the main part of this episode is going to be Wixo. So I think we're going to save you for the last instead of people having to hang around and then after you're done, they're like, okay, that was cool. And then they want to leave. I'll go first because I had a pretty eventful day on Saturday. Um, woke up in the morning at like 6, six o'clock on a Saturday. And uh, we had to go down to my grandparents' place to help clean up a big tree that fell. So we were down there for till about noon. And then came back, watched a little bit of football. And then I'm like, all right, I got, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go hunting tonight, which was always the plan. And then I get a text from Wixel saying he wants, sorry, the dogs are going nuts in the background here. Um, Wixel sends me a text and he says, hey, I need Larry back. And Larry is his boat, Larry the Lund. I named it for him. Um, so I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, it's in the shop. <laughs> Go ahead. It's in the shop. And he's like, wait, what? I'm like, I've, I figured you'd be there. Yeah, no, this, that was the first weekend this summer that I've taken off of going up there. And uh, anyway, so I, uh, I'm like, okay, well, I, I, already, I already have the plans of going hunting this evening, so I'm not going to bail on that. It was my first time getting out this year. got to put my new cameras out and whatnot. So I go hunting. I get out there, and I... Uh, see right away when i get out there that the farmer decided to do a little bit of remodeling oh boy and what i mean by that is the farm that i hunt on they have a real nice big drainage ditch that goes through there Mm -hmm. the neighbor who nobody hunts on that land because i know people be like oh you hunt property lines like what an asshole i i am on a property line but nobody's on the other side so i'm not stepping on any toes anything like that the neighbor decided to pay them to make their side look like the same so basically paid him to put a drainage ditch in there well when i went out there like a month ago to put tree stands out and stuff it was like 
knee high crp like you could see the deer trails running through there I'm like this is perfect like this is it's gonna be great and i get out there and it's like a dirt minimum maintenance road running through there so i'm like oh man like that kind of kind of sucks so kind of like gut shot right away it was like yeah well i was all excited to get out here and i you know not not that there's not going to be deer out there because there are i, I have have my cell cam set up out there and there are deer out there but uh so i'm out there sitting there whatever i sit there from about 4 30 to 7 15 don't see anything i'm like okay well this is where i made my first mistake of the year and i think i texted you, you did. about this but then i wouldn't give you any more details um so i'm like okay well i know my are you good over there yeah, I'm just getting set up. <laughs> so I, I know my trail cams are working. Everything's good. I'm gonna I'm gonna get down and I'm gonna go to the truck because I have a 45 minute drive back to Fargo, and then I've got a two and a half hour drive one way to get the boat, turn around, come back. I also had to go down back to my grandparents to pick up my dad. So I had, I had like I don't know how many hours of windshield time. To so be I, fair, when I when I said. I needed the boat. I did not mean to leave when you left. Yeah, but I didn't want to do it on Sunday, and I wanted you to have it back so the guy could look at it. So I know I didn't go because, well, I mean, I, I went because of you, but I didn't go because of you, you know? So did they buy it? Not yet. Larry the Lund is still available. Anyway, so I get back to my truck. I'm taking my camo off and getting changed, and my cell cam goes off and sends me a picture. The first picture it sends me is myself. Like, okay, I don't know why it's delayed. Whatever. Yep. First picture it sends me is of myself, and I'm like, oh. At first, I'm like, really? Because <laughs> like, I told myself this year, this is my fifth season of bow hunting, and I have not been successful yet. Which I don't believe is, from what I've heard, the guys that I've talked to, the podcasts and stuff that I listen to, that's not out of the ordinary. To to go, you know. I think it's only like. In general, like I think ten percent of bow tags get filled, ten to twenty. So yeah, so I'm, I'm not I'm not beating myself up too bad. No, um, you still suck. But <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Mike. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, so anyway, I get back to the truck, get changed. First pictures of myself, and then I start driving, and I I go out of the road and I turn onto the highway, mm-hmm. r- still next to the the railroad cars. Sends me another picture two does one medium-sized one and one big one and i'm like nice whoops still like it was a color picture because i i left a half hour early so that was my uh my first yeah so you had a shooting light pair of does come by correct how far of a shot would it be 25 yards nice chip shot yeah perfect so got real nice pictures of them though I'll show you guys the pictures here in a little bit. It's it's kind of funny because the first you, you know, you can scroll through them and the the one like I said the first one is of me and then like 20 minutes later in the exact spot that I walked there's mm-hmm. two of them that come out whatever. That's eh, those. They'll be back in that same spot. Oh yeah, for sure. So then uh, after that I go get back here, go down to my grandparents, pick up my dad, and we take off going up to the uh, North Bros headquarters and. We get there, I think we got there at about 1 o'clock in the morning, and we saw a bunch of deer on the way up there. It's like, okay, there's a deer, there's a deer, there's a deer. At one point, I like 
swerved not swerved like super aggressively but kind of like moved over a little bit because i could have swore i saw a raccoon running on the fog line there was no raccoon on the fog line i don't know i don't know what that was so anyway we, wow <laughs> so we get up there we unload the scaffolding we because uh, that's why i had to go to my grandparents was to get the scaffolding to bring up there and uh <sighs> then we hook up to larry and we start coming back and we get just south of park rapids and it's just fog, thick, thick, thick fog. And I'm like, and it was like kind of spotty fog. Like it wasn't like a blanket over everything, but like in the low, low areas, it was, it was, we had to slow down to like 25, 30. We ended up getting back. Uh, I think when we parked Larry in the garage, it was. I can tell you exactly when it was. Was it like 4? 4.30. 4.30. Ask me how I know. Okay, I will ask you that, but I missed one part on my way out there. So I'm driving, and this was after, or no, this was before I thought that I saw the raccoon running on the fog line. Mm-hmm. There were two skunks that started coming out and going across the road. Oh, boy. And they were spaced apart just enough to where the one that was on the shoulder, I had to turn just a little bit, and he went on the outside of me, but I went directly over the one that was underneath the truck, or Ooh. the one that was in the middle. Didn't kill him, but I scared the shit out of him because <laughs> he sprayed the underside of my pickup. Oh, no. I smelt that all the, the rest of the way there, all the way back, and the next day I let the truck sit outside because it was, I did not want my garage to smell like that. I wanted to say that. Did you get out there with the tomato soup? and? No, I actually went to the... Uh, I heard a milk bath does it, too. <laughs> yeah, why is this guy buying all the milk <laughs> by the pallet? Got a whole cart. <laughs> um, I heard whole milk does the best job. <laughs> But yeah, then I got back, and that was pretty much my uh, my hunting update, if you will. Well, uh, how do you know uh, what time so, I got? I have a smart garage door opener that sends notifications to my phone, so I'm asleep in a passenger seat after putting in about eight hours of driving, and my phone must have gone off face up, and Savannah wakes me up, and she goes, the garage door just opened. I was like, I'm... This is from dead asleep to awake. I'm like, yeah, you're, what are you're, you talking yeah, you're about? like, you're like groggy. Yeah, you're, you're like, like, you're like, no, you can't process. You, how does the garage door open? It's doing its job. <laughs> how, how far away from home were you? Oh, we were Nebraska, southern color or southern uh, South Dakota. Still, you should have told her that. Well, what did you hit the button for? <laughs> yeah. Um. So I go, oh, it's just Nick, and she's like. What are you talking about? It's 4.30 in the morning. I was like, I know. He's got the boat. She's like, what is even happening right now? So kind of, kind of scared her. So I like had to pull up the camera for the driveway. I was like, see, Nick's putting the boat in the garage. I'm going back to sleep. Did you see me waving at you? I did not. I saw you just driving, just pulling out. Oh, did it record the whole time I was there? Mm-hmm. Because I was, there was one point, like it took, it took dad and I a while to back the boat. Did you wave in. or did you moon him? Well, that's we can for, find out. It's yeah, still recorded. Can. That's less than four days ago. That's for him to know. Uh, so, Dad and I kind of struggled a little bit to get the boat back in the garage just because your bike was parked. Yeah, I didn't plan for needing the boat. So, I actually had our Jeep in the garage. The motorcycle was not as far over as it usually is. And my work truck was in front of them. So, it was kind of an ordeal when I got the message because. I decided while we were sitting at the house at the end of our trip, I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to lower the price and see if I can't get this thing, get this thing gone before fall. And it wasn't 15 minutes later, I got a message saying, hey, can I see it? 
I was like, well, sure. When do you want to look? And he's, oh, I could do Monday night. So I was like, well, shit. Is that why you couldn't make the podcast last night? Yes. We ended up not doing it, but. Yep. What did you lower the price to? Hey, speaking 32 of. 32.5. You, so Mike has done the podcast special offer. Grant has done the podcast special offer for stuff that they've been selling. You haven't done that yet. So what you do is you you give them a, a screaming deal on the boat, but they have you come up with a code word, and they have to give you if they DM us, they have to give you the code word. So what what would your podcast special be? You can only get it on the podcast. I'll do twenty nine. And what's the word? I'm not Larry the Lund. I'm not Larry. Yep. <laughs> there we go. That's actually a pretty good deal. It's a hell of a deal. So if anybody's looking for it, get what what is it? It's a 2017 Lund Impact Pro XS with the 115 and all the goodies. All right, so you got to DM us and. <laughs> I mean, if I was in the market for a boat, I would easily pay 42.5. But it's so not a boat guy. I'll give it to you for 42. Oh shoot! <laughs> Dollars? Yeah, sure. Why not? Where's my wallet? <laughs> so yeah, you got to get a hold of us and say I'm not Larry. So, Micah, while we're on the uh, the topics of uh, not being successful, you went on your own little adventure. Yep, me and a, a buddy from college, he's got, or his parents, they ranch out in by western North Dakota, kind of over by Richardson Dickinson area. So we cruised out there. We were supposed to leave earlier Friday than we did, but we ended up getting out there by like, I think, 8, 9 o'clock. Put in a little bit of time at the Richardson Bar. So you had some buddies there. Sometimes we, you got to meet the locals. Speaking yep. of the the bar, you uh, these are really good. I like them. Little uh, shore lunch. That's not something you buy at the uh, the liquor store often, but it's a shore lunch shandy. So, Outstate Brewing Company of Fergus Falls, Minnesota. Pretty Re- good. Real Bro- good summer beer. Locally brewed. Anyway, so what was your plan going into this uh, little uh, hunt that you went on? So they have a couple tree stands set up. And we were thinking maybe I might sit in a tree stand a couple mornings. Why, Not, why is that, Mike? I get bored pretty easily. <laughs> um, so we kind of scrapped that idea. Didn't it have something to do with how you shot your bow as well? I did. I did shoot the bow. No, like, didn't that have something to do with the reason you were going to go in a tree stand versus a spot and stock? Is that I get bored? No, I thought you told me that uh, you're not... He said that you weren't the best shot, and you agreed, so then he said that he'd put you in a tree stand instead, but then you shot, and he's like, ah, oh, no, we can go stalking oh, yep. right away. Yeah, that is... Yeah. Because I... So I got this bow. I've been kind of bowless for a few years, I would say, and I was... Uh, Apparently, I, the places I find to put things, people also find them, and then they take them from me. I don't really know why, but I guess they needed it more than I did. So I've got two bowls stolen in the last, I don't know, five years or so. So then I was kind of like, well, I guess I don't need a bowl for a while. And then Jake, his uh, older brother, had an old browning that was left-handed, like a youth bowl. So I was trying to use that for a little while, but as you can imagine, I'm not... As short as I am, I'm still not quite youth-sized, so <laughs> so that didn't go so well, and it only, I think, went up to like 45 or 50 pounds. So I shot that kind of all last year, and it was okay. I think I could have been successful had I tried a little harder at the whole hunting deal, 
But uh, again, tree stands. I get bored sitting. I so. love the honesty. Yep. <laughs> well, you know, it's what it is. <laughs> yep. And so, so this year I picked up a uh, Bear Paradox, and I've been shooting that. It fits me. Fits me good. So it's been going pretty good. Can I'd say I'm pretty decent out to sixty yards. After that, we're getting a little hairy, but so we uh, yeah, pretty much just spot and stock mainly spotted with the pickup and then we did walk quite a few other pastures we put on probably a couple miles so this this uh i got a question for everybody um on average out of a tree stand if in in his case where he's shooting at 60 yards like no problems on average i would assume that a shot out of a tree stand you're significantly less the, I mean, if you have a tree stand right on the edge of a cornfield, or you're you you know you can shoot out into a field, then you're you're kind of <coughs> you can shoot as far as you want. But I would, on average, would you guys say it's fair to say that that uh, you're going to be looking at less than sixty yards out of a tree stand? I feel like thirty, maybe forty, would be yeah. Tops. Yeah. Well, usually by the time you get a tree stand, you know you're you're in fairly thick woods. Like unless you said, uh, like you said. You're on the edge of a field, but I would say 40 yards out of a tree stand is usually about what people get just because of the nature of where they are. And we're not trying to, to give the vibe that we know everything and we're, uh, you know, this is how it is. That's yep. just our own kind of opinion. I would I would say, because, like, for example, where Mike and I hunt, you're looking at a soybean field or cornfield. Yeah, you, you literally have a cornfield or soybean field on your right then you got a little, so I mean, in the the one tree stand, if you are yeah. sitting there and you look like at a 45 degree angle out to the right, okay, yeah, you can range out to 900 yards. But where these where the deer come in and where you're going to be making shots, I was looking at it again on Saturday when I was out there. And the longest shot that I have, even if they were on the fringe of the, you know, right on the edge of the field, you're looking at a 40 yard shot. Yeah, and odds are you're going to tend to stay towards the edges of whatever they're doing so and it's I would not say like it's almost harder to do a tree stand shot than when we were just walking around just because like like when we would kind of get on some deer i would knock an arrow out of my release hanging off my d loop and we're walking and i'm you know ranging and ready to go just drop the range finder pull back and go Whereas if you're in the tree stand, you're kind of just sitting there, and then you might see some deer, but then you got to get kind of ready because you're not sitting there holding your bow with and get up a little bit without them hearing or seeing you at all. Last year, I, I kind of I had the same thought process. I'm like, okay, this is great. I'm sitting here. They come in, and I'm you know they don't know I'm here because I'm not moving. So I had a couple does come in last year. I'm kind of weird. I if there is a doe and a yearling with the doe i will not shoot the mature doe you shoot the little one i get it <laughs> okay that's not what i'm Bam, saying he's dead that's not what, I'm, not what i'm saying either but no i i'm the same way i i did have a shot at about 25 yards it was kind of the end of daylight and we were not really road hunting but we were i was standing on the, the running board of the pickup and he was driving as we were going i was gonna hop off allegedly then, yeah I, I was and I put air quotes around, going to hop off. 
I don't think I could have hung on and pulled the bow back at the same time. Dude, that, that would have been like high quality video shit. Like would, he, it, t- he's <laughs> the vid- in the video. You see, they put it in the slow mo, and you see Michael like let go of the truck, and he draws back, and he's falling as he. <laughs> but and so there was, um, there was three does, and then one had a fawn with, and we didn't. Uh, they didn't stop for long enough to get a shot at, at any of them. But the closest we got was. T- at one point, we're, you know, 25 yards, and they're kind of like deer, you know, like, wow, oh, what's going on? And then they took off. But so. so, like I was saying, like, last year when I had those couple does come in, you know, well, I'm sitting here, they're not, they're not running because they don't know I'm here. So I knew I wasn't going to shoot them, which it wouldn't matter because they didn't, they ended up not even, like, giving a crap that I was there. But I, I grabbed my bow, and I stood up, and I didn't actually draw back because my luck, I would have, like, whoops yeah punch the release and and away she goes but it's definitely uh it's a lot harder than uh than it seems yeah yeah you think oh perfect i got everything set up i'll be good yeah walk in 30 yards and i'll just get them and one one advantage that i think that my tree stand has over some other ones and again personal opinion but i have a tree direct and this could be an advantage or a disadvantage <laughs> i have a tree directly in front of me so like i'm kind of hidden by this tree and most of the time what they do is they come in on the left and they cross and they go to the right so i kind of just gotta time it out right to where when they're you know and i i stand the last hour of shooting light i'll stand up in my tree stand yep and that i don't know if that's i do the same but i have a lot of hockey tape on my tree stand so like if i were to move or get up and like a zipper hits it it's not like a ping you know it's kind of like a soft thud i don't know if that helps didn't hurt so tip of the week hockey tape silences uh or athletic tape like trainer's tape silences your tree stands don't you have like an unlimited supply of that if you want it what athletic tape yeah Mm, maybe Paul could hook you up. Probably. When are we going to get Paul on a podcast? Shoot. When's he, when's he going to have time to do anything other than work? <laughs> All right. That's fair. We'll try and get him on. Do you have any tags this year? Uh, no. No? Nope. So, an update on the, the tag situation. Jared is single-handedly carrying the north bros team right now he yeah good start to the year someone's got it he uh we didn't the episode last week was on his mule deer out in uh, montana which was a if you haven't listened to that episode definitely go check that one out that one was that was high quality that one was cool (laughs) and uh i think one thing that makes that one even better is that he was solo like he didn't he wasn't he didn't have anybody with him to help kind of make decisions Mm and um but he also Kind of a little spoiler alert for what's coming in the next couple weeks. He just punched his antelope tag in South Dakota with his bow. And now I believe what he has left is a North Dakota bow tag and a Minnesota bow tag. So this year he could shoot four animals in four different states with his bow. Off to a hot start. That'd be a pretty cool cool season. And and his buddy Ryan, who we're hoping to have on the podcast in a couple weeks here, uh, he also filled. So those pictures have a lot of questions about this antelope tag because that's something i've been wanting to do for a while also maybe you'll have to uh try and tag along now that you're not mm-hmm. across the country yeah hopefully i'll be on some more of these now 
So, Mike, what what else you got? You you almost so you almost shot a fawn. Well, no, not almost, but <laughs> so I that did. was I did shoot a fawn. I missed. Well, so that was Sunday night. Saturday, so we went out. We got uh, actually. So I ordered these cool broadheads called Tooth of the Arrow off of their site, and they didn't show up until Saturday, and I left Friday. So that was cool. Oof. So we swung by Shields. I got sold on marketing again. I picked up these Hurricane ones because they have a cool little flap on the box that you flip up and it lights them up. <laughs> hey, Micah, Mike, can you give a uh, quick rundown over the last, let's say the last month, what have you bought? Over the last month? Yeah, and your rangefinder and your bow are both included in this. Okay, so sounds like me or bow, and then, but I went, I went a little on the cheaper side. It was like four ninety nine for a package deal. That's, you, you don't even really, you don't even have to spend that much. Yeah, I no, mean, if it, you, if it you wanna, shoots great. If you want to get into it, like I, I always try and try and say this for the people that that are maybe listening to this that that don't hunt or don't have the equipment, you can get into hunting, fishing four-wheeling if you're in micah's shoes for relatively cheap <laughs> yep <laughs> anyway sorry speaking of four-wheeling the no, uh, no not yet not yet okay. you got to finish finish what um, you've bought yep. see sidetracked so i got i picked up the bow and then i picked up a sig range finder it's pretty cool it's got bluetooth it's got a little app definitely don't need it but it's cool I wasn't what, gonna buy okay, it. What, what, uh, what have you played with the Bluetooth feature? What what can you can you like? So you can actually put. So it's probably better for if you're shooting your guns or using it for like rifle hunting because you can. It does have an archery mode. I haven't figured it out yet. I've got the crossbow mode set up, but I don't know how to do that the archery one yet. And so, but you can like you know make custom guns in there. So say you're shooting like a six five Creedmoor, you can put in whatever your you know bullet grain is. And all that, and it'll take into effect all your drop and everything. You got like the top of the line. I was gonna say that sounds like, like kind of sweet. But it wasn't as exp- it was three ninety nine, and then the cause I went into, you know, the outdoorsman in Fargo just to have him look at my bow and see if I was shooting right. And I bought field tips for eight dollars, and then I bought. Then he was like, "Well, you need a rangefinder, right?" I was like, "Well, actually, my old one got stolen, so I kind of do." The it's camcorder so got stolen. The camcorder? Yeah, your freaking giant ass rangefinder. No, that, you that one my dad gifted oh. to me. Actually, it's it's a Leica. It's a nice rangefinder still. That box using that one, no. But and so I was like, well, I could use a newer one, you know, something that fits in like a nice little rangefinder pouch. And he's like, well, check this out. He goes, Sig right now has the newest and the best technologies put into their rangefinders. I was like, right. <laughs> I'm sold. And so he's like, "Well, it's four hundred bucks. I can get it to you for like three forty with my, you know, I'll give you a discount." I was like, "Okay, sold." Got him. <laughs> this guy's making it. <laughs> Turns out it was only two ninety nine, but you know. So I did that, and the only other thing I put on the bow is I got a upgraded stabilizer. It's like a blackout, I think. It's a Cabela's Bass Pro brand, but so I picked that up, some arrows, of course, and then just uh. Yeah, just I guess with broadheads and some lighted knocks. Oh, and then I accidentally got suckered. I'm a Sitka snob now. Nice, that a boy. It's uh. Welcome to the club. It's quality. Welcome to, I got my wife into Sitka too for this trip. Oh boy. Yep. So you're big dog. My bill just <laughs> went way up. 
I'm the only the only peasant at the table here. I, he just hasn't tried it yet. I haven't. We'll get there. I haven't. I uh, I actually did go just buy a handful of new camo clothing items. So return what, all so of what, that. What'd you get and what'd you spend? So I went with uh, Mountain Prairie, is what it's called. It's uh, I got it at Fleet Farm, and it I got uh, I got a pair of pants. And pretty much everything they have is like sixty bucks. Okay. Like sixty bucks for a shirt, sixty bucks for a sweatshirt, sixty bucks for pants. I was gonna buy Scentlock. I really like Scentlock, but even those are like a hundred and eighty dollars for a pair, hundred and sixty dollars for a pair of pants. Yep. And I get you. You know, you get what you pay for. But at the same time, I'm like, you know, if I'm gonna make the jump, I'm gonna go to Sitka. But I, because I don't. It's not like I have a whole bunch of Scentlock stuff right now. Yep. I have the most of the same thing that I have is that Mountain Prairie, which is good quality. Like for what it is, it's it's not yep. bad, in my opinion. You and know, that's coming from like real tree stuff at Walmart. It seems like all these name brand, like the bigger name brands, the Scentlock, Sitka, First Light, like they all seem to be getting to the same price. Yeah. You know, you maybe. Maybe you can save twenty bucks by going from uh, going first light instead of Sidka, but yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna grab my stuff here and I'll show you what I got. You're still spending like two hundred dollars for a pair pair of pants, two hundred fifty yeah. bucks for a sweatshirt. Well, and I uh, so I actually I was at Runnings because I was gonna try like either that Huntworth or that's where I think I got that Scentlock stuff last year. I just bought like a new pair of pants was all I really needed, and so then I I was walking around. I was like, oh no, they have a little Sitka stand set up. Oh, that's pretty nice. And then this is the... Here, hold on to this. This seems a bit loud. E- oh, yep. So that's I one thing... That's, that that's one thing. If that's one thing that I thought when I picked those up. I was holding the scent locks in one hand, and I was holding the... Yeah, okay. Yep, see? So I was holding the scent locks in one hand, and I was holding those in the other hand, and I thought that they were going to be loud, but they're actually... You can't really hear them when, when you're wearing them. Yep. But then I also picked up a new bag, a new uh, Fieldline Pro Series pack. That's going to go fantastic when we head out west. That's the why sweatshirt's I, really nice, though. That's why I went with a bigger one. And the, the pants are a little bit loud. I'll take those back. <laughs> You're getting a full of dog scent now. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> you got to wash them every time, put them in your ozone bag, not in the back of your truck, or you wear them all the way out there, you know? Yeah, <laughs> scent, scent control doesn't work when you put them on in your closet and then drive to the field 45 minutes later. What are you talking about? I don't put them on in the closet. I actually, okay, last time I went, I did put them on before I left. Well, then it, your dog but doesn't I matter. Sp- no, I sprayed scent, lo- or scent spray before I got out there. And yeah, then, so then what do you care? Are they in a clear plastic scent-free tote currently? They are in a tote with... Uh, with the scent wafers opened mm. up in the tote. You know, I used to have these ones that smell like dirt, like really badly, like yeah. strong. I have those too. Yeah, I thought those things were actually like really good. Kind of sucked when you're sitting there smelling dirt the whole time, but yeah. I feel right. like they work. Be right back again. <laughs> but so anyways, I think I, I picked up one of their, I got like the elevated two series, yep. Yep. you know. And so I got a pair of pants. Um, I got them a little bigger, so that way I can put some stuff underneath them. And then they're like half zip, light jacket, 
and then a half zip like hoodie about the same thing is a little bit heavier so i got those three things and then shields is running a deal so for 70 bucks i got just like their tan colored pants which actually those were awesome and i would totally recommend those pants give those a whiff mike i tell you what though if you are gonna buy anything sitka the fanatic hoodie probably my favorite piece you open it it's a sweatshirt with a built-in face mask wow. and built-in like mittens that cover everything but your thumb. Okay. That's probably my favorite yep, piece. That one had the built-in mittens too. Yeah. I loved that. I didn't find Maybe it, it until the same like thing then, six but... hours into wearing it. But <laughs> some, some people are going to give me shit when they hear that I'm, I might eventually start acquiring Sitka stuff because I kind of talk smack on the Sitka guys. But yep. You got to just do like a piece or two a year and in a couple I... of years you get pretty yeah. good base going well and i will say like if you're if you're just gonna sit in a stand i can and that's like all the hunting you do i could kind of understand maybe not going that route although but if you're gonna be walking around at all yeah like doing a, a decent amount of hiking is totally worth it because that was i mean i stayed dry and it was acting up to like 80 degrees still during the day so that fanatic suit though if you're doing late season is legit like i'm always cold late seasons if i sit in a tree stand to try to fill a tag and when i finally got like the pant or the jacket and bibs because i've had the jacket for a long time but not the bibs you put those together i sat it was zero degrees with um a t-shirt and shorts on the fanatic bibs and jacket and like i put a couple hand warmers in some of the pockets and i was golden that's one thing that I am going to buy this fall, or if if I make it to late season uh, without filling my tag, I am going to go buy the scent lock uh, bibs. Maybe I'll look into the Sitka ones. Yeah, they're expensive, but of all the things, they're probably the most worth it. That that warm stuff is... The ones that I'm looking at, they, they have them out right now. I just haven't picked them up yet. They're 180 yeah, 180 He's, bucks. Yeah, that's way cheaper. So that's probably the route that I'm gonna go. And when I, I I'm I want to say probably like 480. I want to say 350, 400 for yeah. each. Yeah, I think I'll go with the Scentlock stuff and be cold, a little cold. I don't know that I'll be cold though, because that stuff it it seemed like it was, it's probably not Sitka quality. But I feel like with Sitka, just like anything else, name brand, you're paying. You are for paying the a name. lot for the name. I'll be the first one to say that yeah. it's overpriced, but. You know. As he's sitting there with his Sitka hat on. Yeah. I think I got this hat for free, so. <laughs> Still paying that one off. Yep. <laughs> well, Mike, you got anything else? I know we kind of got off on a rant, rant um, there about uh, equipment. So I didn't shoot a deer. I did shoot a grouse. With your bow? No, with a shotgun. It's grouse season. But, see, so yeah, it, was, it was all right. What, your bow's in one hand, the shotgun in the other? So we were. That's not how you did We were kind of like a. Could have been a two-man just, you know, wrecking machine. <laughs> if we were out there, we had two balls in the back seat. He had a 6.5. Um, his, he's got a shotgun. Just, actually, I will say, the Benelli is pretty nice. It shot. It was smooth. Those are nice. And then I had my AR in the front seat next to me. And then he's got a little twenty-two pistol. That was also, like, crammed into the seat. So just like in we case were, anything jumps out, it's dead. Yep, we were ready. <laughs> You're set up for success. Yep, and yeah. That's what you so. got to do around here, though. It's All these seasons are off at one time, you know. Yeah. If you're going to the deer stand and a pheasant runs across the road, yeah. like I'm not going to not shoot at it. Yeah, That, that is true. Once uh, 
once pheasant opens here in october my shotgun will be in my truck at all times from the day that season opens until the day that season is closed i'll even even if i'm going ice fishing somewhere like slew hopping in north dakota i will take oh, the shotgun especially. with especially <coughs> there was there was a couple pheasants that are lucky because there was some pretty dumb ones that just stood in front of the pickup in the middle of the road and they wouldn't wouldn't move i was like man you guys are lucky but we were good sportsmen so but or i guess uh, i can touch on the shot that i did take so i was i dropped my buddy off he was gonna sit up on one of their little their hills in one of the pastures and then i was gonna go check and sit in the pickup in another spot you just kind of glass you see quite a bit area so i dropped him off i headed out got out of the pasture was on the minimum maintenance road and i'm looking and he calls me he's like hey i just pushed like two three does they're cruising and there's really nothing else out here so like, okay so like, come pick me up so like, all right so i start cruising back i get to the pasture through the gate and i'm going and there's a pretty good sized doe it's just kind of hopping i was like well no way she's gonna stop right I'm just gonna see the pickup and just leave nope she stops probably 70 80 yards in front of me and is just eating i'm like okay so i'm able to get out shut the front door get my ball out of the back seat shut that door of course the door has a squeak at that point i was like god damn it and still just standing there so i kind of sneak up i get about 50 45 yards out and i'm kind of kneeling and there's like absolutely no cover and then she like kind of brings her head up looks at me and is standing like kind of a 45 degree angle kind of staring at me so i'm like probably not the most ideal shot but i think i can do it <coughs> and so i will say this doe fever is a real thing if you're uh <laughs> i don't know it's i think when they're it's different when you're just sitting in the stand and they kind of walk by but when you're like sneaking up on them all indian style it's, uh, sneaking up on them as if she wasn't just standing in front of your truck <laughs> right. well yeah but uh <laughs> so i i get like 45 yards away and i just totally just rush the shot and it just soared right underneath her belly and then hit her hit the ground and she jumped and ran away but how, how far of a shot it's probably 45 yards 45 so so you did fling an arrow this weekend i did it's more than i've done yeah, aim. All right. So does that wrap up your adventures this weekend? We'll we'll get into what we've got coming down the pipe here towards the end of this episode. We'll get into a couple future episodes we got coming and what our plans are. Yeah, I'd say that wraps it all up. All right. The man of the hour. If you've yeah. been if you're playing this episode just to hear Wixo talk, you had to wait about forty minutes before we Whoops. can get into that. But uh Well, why don't you just take it away from the beginning, and we'll, uh, Mike and I will just kind of pop in with questions. Well, uh, we left what, Thursday, planned, at le- planned on leaving at about, so this is uh, Colorado Elk, if you don't know. Um, ended up being just me and my wife going. We you want to you wanna, you wanna say something to James? Nope. <laughs> you don't want to say anything to him? Nope, just, just me and my wife went. You don't want to say anything to James? I don't have anything to say. Not like a, hey man, thanks, or no? no? It's what it is. All right, man. You're, it's like a you're, little honeymoon, huh? You're in, you're in the clear, James. Honeymoon part two. Um, left, ended up leaving. I said I want to leave at 7.30, 7, 7.30. At night or in the morning? At night. Um, she knew about it for weeks. <laughs> we left at about 9.30 because she wasn't ready to go. Go figure. Um, but 
made it out there, no issues. Drove through the night. Um, got to the area that we were going, no problems. Um, it was probably seven or eight miles of, of normal gravel road going up a mountain. And then we hit the worst road that I have ever been on in any vehicle of my life. It was um, solid rock. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, it was... <laughs> hey, Mike, you want to shut the door, buddy? <laughs> I think it's a little late now. Yeah, you could def- if you maybe you won't be able to pick that up, but Mike just wanted to take a pee break and he left the door open. Yeah, so that running water is not the sink. Um, <laughs> Sounds like a damn pressure washer. Yeah, so I did a lot. Of, spent a lot of time on on on. Uh, wait, wait. How about this road? Yeah, That's spent, I spent a lot of time on Onyx and Google Earth and everything, trying to kind of like plan out where we were gonna go. Did you see this road on there? Yeah, it it clearly. So I uh, I paid. It's like 20 bucks and it gives you, it takes Google Maps and gives you a ridiculous amount of information. One of the, one of that pieces of information is uh, roads and like seasoned, seasonal roads that, you know, open from this to this for these vehicles or whatever kind of thing. So I'd, I'd found the road, uh, found kind of where I wanted to go and it's a, a nine mile road and the road that you the gravel road you take to get there was labeled open you know the first through the 31st all year long open to passenger vehicles and everything else so i was like okay is this still the same day you left and you got there so uh this would have been friday so it's darker is it it's it's middle of the day now oh okay did you take the ice house out there no nope just the truck okay would the glacier have made it down this road fuck no <laughs> Would have been in shambles when it got. Not there. even close. The truck didn't make it down the road, so uh, um, it's a not nine mile. Well, it's I don't know six or seven miles of normal gravel passenger road, and then it's a nine mile road that, according to uh, the state of Colorado, is a four by four road. Well, I'm thinking, I got four wheel drive. Yeah, <laughs> I'm thinking I got a pickup four wheel drive, like not a problem. So we started going down this road, and it's rock we're literally rock crawling like boulders a foot tall and i'm like uh so by four by four they mean like a they mean or like a side by side crawler jeep side by side yeah but um right when we got there like we we uh two vehicles were in front of us and they parked at basically a trailhead parking lot (laughs) they said they quit they're like yeah this sucks (laughs) well there's trailheads there so you could hunt from there easily so i was like whatever so I was like, well, actually, I was like, perfect. They're not going to the end where we're going. So like, we, I got insurance. Yeah, we made it 100 yards down the road, and I was like, no way. So we backed out. No way, like you're not making like, it. We, we're not driving this road. So uh, Colorado has a lot of washout, especially this year because it's been really rainy. So even, like, the good roads had some pretty good ruts in them in places. Um, the two pickups that were in front of us, they put all their stuff in one, and it was a lifted pickup, and started going up the road for that. So I was like, oh, well, maybe it's just, like, the bottom of this road is shitted out, you know? So I was like, all right, well, we'll give it another shot. So we started going, and we're doing two miles an hour up this road, and it's not getting any better, not getting any better. So we're maybe a quarter of a mile down this road, and I'm like, nah, we'll just 
we'll just start hiking from here, I guess. So, so you I, like rubbing rocks on your sliders and everything, or you? Yeah, just... yeah. My um, the bottom of my running boards are pretty pretty beat up right now. So uh, I ended up pulling into like this little offshoot campsite, and I was just about to turn around, and this Jeep Liberty like totally stock <laughs> comes flying around the corner and i was like hey have you been here before and he's like yeah this is like this stretch is is the worst i made it in my truck last year but when you get to the end it gets really bad like i ripped off a running board bu- busted up my bumper so i was like all right well maybe we can go farther and this guy's like just takes off flying dude this is the year for jeep liberties yeah rubbing Rubbing on the fenders and we, everything, shaking we found, everything. We found one up in Akeley on back in like the ATV trails where, like, I wouldn't even take my truck back Apparently there. Apparently, they're super capable because <laughs> he made it way farther than I did. So we kept going and we made it probably four miles down this down this road at a grand total of two to three miles an hour. It was terrible. We were smashing running boards. We were bottoming out. The hitch was bottoming out on everything. So, um, we finally made it to a section where it was huge bank next to a giant rock. And I was like, all right, I'm not sliding off this bank into this rock. So we on day t- one, yeah, day one. So we turn around, we go about a mile back and then take a three quarters to a mile side road that brings you out into another opening for another trailhead. I was like, we'll just hunt here. We can take trail a up to be you know to get basically where i was trying to go anyway it, what it's not going to matter um made it all the way to the end of the road we couldn't have been 100 yards from where it opens up just into pasture and i think i slid off a rock into the side of another rock and cut it cut the sidewall on my tires so Oof. that hurt this was mind you a two-month-old tire that i had popped with a screw right before the wedding so it's a brand new tire and i just cut it again um so change that out so when did you because i got a snapchat of you changing your tire that was that would have been friday so it it, it didn't come through until like oh maybe it was saturday when it came through yeah internet was real weird so we sent a few things out like friday and then at at some point we must have got service while we were hiking is what would have happened um, I went into airplane mode immediately. Uh, so changed the tire out Friday. I was crabby as you can imagine. So, uh, we ended up, we kind of just hung around that trailhead there, slept in the truck. Terrible idea. Um, why it was pretty like, you know, we had maybe two hours of sunlight. So I was like, well, we could either sleep in the truck or we could set up a like, we could set up the tent, we could sleep in the truck, or we could try to hike in and see where we get to. But I didn't really want to go in, because it was a lot of woods going <laughs> uphill to start. And I was like, I don't I don't know if we're going to find a flat spot to set the tent up. So, um, we ended up just sleeping in the truck, because I was crabby and didn't want to set the tent up. <laughs> Terrible did you, idea. Did your wife tell you to, like, quit being crabby, or did she just yeah. let you go? Yeah, yeah. Kind of, she's kind of just like you know. I'm just gonna let this one ride. It'll this be was good. Your tomorrow. idea. <laughs> yeah, we'll be good. we'll be good tomorrow. So that was um that was that was a good start to the day. Um, got out the next morning. So now now we're we're finally to Saturday. Yeah, Saturday morning we take off bright and early. Um, start with a uphill climb. 
I did fling an arrow at a grouse. I missed it. It was probably, I had my pin set to 20 and I went less than an inch over its head. So, whatever. Um, did you find the arrow? Yeah. Yep. Um, Saturday was... Damn it, that was dinner. Yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. I was kind of excited, too. I was like, nice, good hot meal right away. Um, Saturday was mostly hiking. We were up at about 11,500 feet. Um, a lot of... The way we were hunting was... The top of the mountains were pretty flat, so it was easy hiking once we got up there. Uh, we could look down on a bunch of different lakes and pockets and just didn't see anything. Um, no, any, any muleys or nothing, nothing, nothing. dead. Um, that night we kind of tucked in, found a nice spot in the tree, nice flat spot in some trees, tucked in, went and glassed, didn't glass anything. Didn't, I, I'd take that back. We did hear bugles. We heard bugles almost every day, but we never saw anything. So I cannot confirm or deny if it was animals or people. I I do think some of them are people. One oh, guy was just were... screwing with you the whole two weeks. <laughs> yes, could have been, but um, we had. So they must have been pretty decent at calling if you couldn't tell the difference. Then it's not very hard. I mean, oh, so how, out of all the bugles you heard, percentage-wise, how many of them do you think were people? If we heard two a day, so what? 10 to 14 of them i would have i would have bet that two of them would have been real because two of them were pretty good in areas that were very elky but i mean i can't i never saw one so spoiler i never even saw an elk that's how that week that trip went Oof. yeah she was rough um that's why you don't bring the you know your pack out radio with it's too well. <laughs> What am I supposed to jam to? <laughs> to say you got to jam when you're doing the the, hike, the 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 stair steppers. Yeah. So Saturday was a lot of hiking up high. Um, we decided to kind of gradually just work our way around, which ended up working our way down. We hunted. I mean, it wasn't a whole lot going on Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Uh, it was a lot of miles. We ended up doing about 35 miles with. I think my pack was about 50, 52 pounds, give or take, with water. Um, there were a few scare, uh, a few times where we were quite low on water, where the map was like, oh, there's a stream right here. Well, we'll just go the other half, the next half mile, and get water in that stream. Nope, she was dry. <laughs> um, there wasn't a whole lot for water over about 10,500 feet, a couple lakes. So uh, the one night we camped at a lake, it was a sweet campsite. Um, lake right in the background we could pull water from there uh, as we worked our way down it was more and more found clean running water which was nice uh, i think the tabs made the water taste worse than if i had just drank the water naturally it was that clear in some of those spots um but do you get one of them fancy like straws we usually nope we had um sawyer bags with filters and a brita yeah. <laughs> the yeah Savannah no. carried the Brita the whole time. You know, she carried some things that I would have never packed. Um like what? Like baby wipes, Oreos, um a full medical kit, which we ended up not needing, but That's probably a good thing to have though. Yeah. Well like but the whole thing with 
a lot of stuff in there we did not Neosporin. Need. Yeah, and... the, the whole full size. It had like band-aids. What are those? <laughs> I, had, I have tape. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> did your bow take any like impacts off of like a slip off a rock or anything where you had a where no. you and you thought like oh shit like that no no i don't think so um i mean there were a couple times where i slid but no the bow is pretty pretty good um how many arrows did you bring with you on a trek I like had, that well i had probably a dozen arrows but i had what i have a five spot quiver so i had four broadheads and a judo point for grouse or whatever rabbits whatever we saw um where was that so 50 pound bag we had i'll do i plan to do a video of what i packed i tried to do one before we left and i ran out of time but I'll, i will do one with what we packed but uh camp camp stove seven days worth of food what water, kind of what kind filters, of camp stove jet boil jet boil yep um, I had the stone glacier two person tent. So we split the, split the tent between the two of us. Um, then just my med bag with blister tape and ibuprofen and all that stuff. Um, it was a lot harder than I had thought it was going to be carrying 50 pounds around like that in the mountains. Uh, my bag literally rubbed like sores into my hips i'm still pretty sore today but uh, i mean I'll, I'll go again so it's not like it wasn't worth it but uh the campsites we had were unreal a couple valleys a couple top of the mountains nobody in sight like just a tent in the middle of a mountain it's, you know just even when the hunting grizzly bears yeah well no grizzlies but um there were a couple nights where it would us it would storm on us and then the storming would stop and it was dead silent like quieter than my house it was weird there's there's some times i'd woke i'd wake up in the night and i'd like roll over (coughs) and i'd be like am i at home right now because it it didn't feel like we were staying in a tent you know usually it's crickets and so did you ever hear anything or see anything other than the one grouse uh birds and squirrels and chipmunks and all that's no big game not no deer bear nothing damn yeah um we did we had we ran into a few different groups of hunters less as the farther we went um ran into an outfitter group with like nine horses everybody that we had talked to was saying it was quiet they weren't hearing much weren't seeing much um the fresh sign was in the nasty thick blowdowns so we had we ran through the blowdown areas a few times, but if they're not calling, I mean, it's needle in a haystack of mountains, you know, it was, it was tough. Uh, we had talked to one of the outfitters and he's, he had said that the herd that migrates through there, cause it's a migratory zone, got hit pretty hard with winter and hunting last year, which I, you know, I don't know how to predict that. Yeah. So that was unfortunate, but, um, yeah, it was a it was a tough year. Colorado kicked my butt this year. Um, I'm pretty sure if Savannah wasn't there, I would have packed out pretty early, maybe two three days in. Really, it, it was. So she she was your kind of drive to stay. Yeah. She just we'll just try again tomorrow. It's the best you can do. So 
And that's props for her, though. That's pretty cool. She was having the time of her life. To her, it was a hiking trip. It was a hiking trip. We were, we were camping in the coolest spots. There was nobody around. Stars were unreal. Um, it did rain on us a little bit every day. It I was going like. to say, how, how was the weather? Temp- the weather? Temperature, wind, everything. The weather was awesome. So most of the time, our lows were probably low 40s, maybe. There might have been a couple nights where we were high 30s. Um, but the tent I have and the sleeping bags that we had, not I was sleeping in as little as I could. And I was still sweating. There were a few nights I had to leave the bag open. <laughs> but um, uh, weather during the day was usually pretty good. Usually 60s. There were two hot days. One of them was mostly because of the side of the mountain we were on. We decided to uh, pack up, put a long hike in about eight miles to get around to the other side. So we could basically be on the lower end of like 9,000 feet. To do that, we had to go down to about 8,000 feet and then hike up a bare-sided mountain in the sun at about 2 in the afternoon. That was brutal. Um, And then our first day going in was pretty warm, but we were mostly shaded, so it wasn't so bad. Um, Weather seemed seemed like it would have been exactly what we were looking for. Cool days, cloudy, um, there was rain every, basically every day for a few minutes, so we just throw the tarp up or hold the tarp up, sit under a tree or whatever. And it was light sprinkles. We never really got, got that storm. Um, we did get hailed on twice or like sleet basically. So that was interesting to have. Um, otherwise weather was awesome. Um, towards the end of it though, we, with the little amount of luck we had and we were probably seven miles from the truck, we hightailed it back to the truck, um, talked to the in-laws, uh, headed that way. We were going to grab a shower, and then there's a couple spots that I know of right up, right from the house we can get to within less than an hour. Um, so we went back, showered. This was, I don't remember what day this was. We were like six days in at this point. We'd spent five nights out in the tent. Um got up to go hunting that next day and it was pouring and it poured all day so that day was basically scrapped and that was pretty much the end of the hunt i mean we could we we could have probably gone out but it was coming down and i didn't have rain gear and at that point too the uh my 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 let's see i don't know what you want to call it my drive was pretty low <laughs> Well, and yeah, my, especially considering you, you were if she, your wife wasn't there, you would have left. Yeah, my expectations to find an elk in that area were fairly low. I can can confirm with that. Like even the two day hunt that I did, where like we had a house, you know, a ranch to go back to every night, and it's like if you didn't see any, and it was like it got pretty warm during the day still. So like not seeing anything, you were like, all right, this is like, what are we doing? Like what what are we walking out here for? Just kind of turned into like a grouse hunt, or but we weren't really ready for grouse when they did show up because we all either had our bows or like I don't know. It was just kind of demoralizing, just walking yeah. around and not seeing anything. The weather has been weird too. Like it's September twentieth, and too hot. It was mm-hmm. eighty three degrees yesterday. Yeah, eighty today too. I think. 
It's yeah. been warm. I am tired of sweating. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh but it is it is funny. Like for as bored as I get just sitting there, it was kind of funny. I'm good on my buddy for taking me out hunting cuz we'd be sitting on top of a hill and I'd glass for a little bit. And then I'd be we had, you know, service players, so I'd be like <laughs> looking on Facebook or Amazon trying to figure out what I want to buy next. <laughs> and he's like, "See a deer?" And I was like, "Nope, no deer over here." <laughs> yeah, I had no service. So when we when we started going up the first gravel road, I think I lost service. And when we got to the first parking lot, I went airplane mode, and I did not turn it off until we came back out and got into the town. <coughs> so how many days? Two questions. And, Mike, you, you got to ask some questions, too, if you got any. Yeah. Uh, how many days total were you away from the truck, and how far away from the truck were you um, at we, your farthest point? We were five nights six days i mean obviously the first and the last day we hit the truck but the first day we left pretty early and the last day we had probably two hours of sunlight and i wanted to get back down that road because i knew if we popped another tire it was going to be shitty pretty shitty well yeah then what do you do i don't know you don't have a spare nope you already used it i'm on a Highway tire spare to go down this shit rock road. Sounds like you need a Milwaukee inflator. <laughs> I have my inflator, but... Not that it would help. But. Yeah, because the air compressor is going to work to fix the sliced sidewall. But hey, at least you have it. Yeah, I did have I Some did have it. Negative I actually, thinking. <laughs> you, have, you have the Milwaukee one or the Dual one? I have the Milwaukee one. And <sighs> you I actually, guys uh, all got that in common. Yep. I'm sorry we have better stuff. You used to be a DeWalt guy. Well, yeah. Until your work started buying your tools for you. Yeah. And then I realized. So was that your inflator or was it's my inflator? Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I did drop to about twenty-five psi though. At like when we decided, all right, we're gonna go for it. <laughs> and he's def- at that I moment, deflated. you're like, shit. Yep, I deflated. So, but, you know, put it in the Milwaukee, put in work to inflate back up. Um, did it hold after that? Did you run all the way home on the spare? Or did you go get another tire? I got a new tire. Yep, went to colorado springs and got a new one i had debated on just running it home and then getting like doing the whole wheels tire suspension thing but just wasn't in the card after needing a tire 700 tag gas although uh fuel i can make it to colorado in one uh with one stop at one point when I filled up, it said I had 707 miles of range. That's pretty freaking good. I was enjoying that. So a plug for the Minimax. Yep, Minimax is doing good. With no trailer, it'll run forever. <laughs> they they do just go. Yeah, it say. was. She's putting in work. Put it in four low and never touched the gap. Basically rolled the brakes the whole time on this road. I would love to take that road, though, with the Razor. We we passed a, got or got passed up by a couple of them. And I was like, "Yeah, honest to God, I would come back for what that." What is this guy doing? <laughs> Just to co- go back for the four wheeling aspect. Do they have yeah. trails and stuff all over up there. Oh yeah, Every, all over the place. But um, even like that wasn't even trail. That was a forest service road, and it would have been one of the most fun roads I think that you could go on. And it takes you right back to it's like two lakes that you could camp at. I think it'd be a ton of fun to do that. Maybe we gotta start planning a Colorado uh, I, wheeler run. I would do it. I got a spot for sure. 
I gotta fix Mojave. <laughs> okay, so earlier we were talking. Uh, anything else? No, that's about it. I mean, we'll, well be back. Sorry you didn't didn't the, fill, but yeah, the hunting was tough, but I will be back. I don't think I'll go to the same spot, but um, <laughs> I I have an in with some locals that are more or less family at this point that I was talking to. So I think we're gonna try to connect next year. Go with them. Get a little uh, inside scoop on what we're doing and what we're doing wrong. And it's always good to have the yeah. uh, the locals are definitely a good one to have on your side. Yeah, Mike, you earlier we were you were right before you got into your your uh, talk about what you bought. You were going to talk about four wheeling, and I told you no. We got to wait till yep. the opportunity presents itself. Well, here the opportunity is. So what do you? So I went on that bachelor party trip. Whenever that was, August, I think. And it was supposed to be like a four-wheeling trip, and I brought a non-running four-wheeler to a four-wheeling trip, like I usually do. Are you talking mine or somebody else's? No, someone else's. Okay. It was the one before yours. Gotcha. Well, you we did, went to you, Virginia, Minnesota. You did the same thing for mine. You brought a non-running. No, I brought a running one. it was it, already there. It, no, it was running because it ran on the trailer and then off the trailer. And then it ran into the shop. And that then was it. And quit running. Until Nate fixed it, and then I broke it again, because that's what I'm really good at doing. And so, uh, well, me and Jake went to a buddy's bachelor party in Virginia, Minnesota. And so when we were leaving, because that's what I, I bought that 1992 Polaris Trail Boss 350L two-stroke board out 25 over. And so, uh, one of his, or the guy that we went to stay with, his older brother is kind of a power sports nut. And he's like, do you want me to fix that? And I was like, don't feel like you have to. He's like, well, I'm kind of invested now because it's been two summers. It has been pretty broken. We got it going, and now it's broke again. He goes, I want to fix it for you. And I was like, take it then. So he took it, and I got, I've been getting some Snapchat updates, and supposedly it's just running like brand new because I guess he actually knows what he's doing, so he puts the right parts in and actually pulls it all apart the way you're supposed to and, and everything. And so – Today he put the last piece of the puzzle on, and it is running like new. So Until you get it back. Maybe Until you I, should sell it. <laughs> I almost got the sentimental value. I am, if I can get the, the player's trail boss going again, I think I'm going to send that down the road because who needs one of those? Weren't you looking at getting a, uh, a razor? I was thinking player's general. I just could use an extra, like, you know, $32,000. But just write a check. It's fine. Don't yeah. <laughs> I don't cash that for a couple of years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the funds will be there, I promise. But so no, that's pretty exciting. It's uh, the little Mojave's a ripper. Well, Wixo, what's uh, what's next on the uh, the list as far as hunting goes? Oh, that's a good question. I need to start figuring out when I'm gonna start heading out west and try to punch this North Dakota tag. Um, you doing any hunting around here or are you all out west? I'm thinking all out west. Well, I mean, eventually I'll stop going, and if I still have the tag, I might throw a tree stand sitting around here or something. But uh, I plan on putting it to use out west. Um, pheasant season's coming up. I'm trying to try to get out and put a lot of birds down. Um, but, yeah, I got the two tags. Uh I looked in, I've been looking into Minnesota, maybe doing something like that. I did, I was looking into an antelope tag on our way back, 
Uh, I just, I don't know if that's going to work with their season lengths and everything. And not knowing anything about it, I probably shouldn't put in or go buy another tag that I... We'll definitely uh, definitely have to bring you on when we go with uh, Jared and Ryan. Yeah. you, you got to come with for that one because those two, I mean, I think this is their second year doing it, but they've, together, they've dropped four of them. So. Yeah, whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. That's for sure. Do you know, because I know, like, my one buddy that I went out, out west with this last weekend, like, he's not done a lot of antelope hunting, but a little bit, and he goes, it's it's hard to get within 100 yards of them. Like, so you kind of got to be pretty. What I've heard is you have to be comfortable taking a shot at at least 60 yards, if not farther. Yeah, well, they yeah. just, they sit out in the wide open prairie, so it's. Yeah. And their eyesight is. Unreal. Phenomenal. Yeah, the, so their eyesight is a whitetail's nose. Yeah, you're pretty much just waiting for them to get in that one spot that you can run a crease down and get somewhat close to them. Yep. And then send it. Otherwise, it's a lot of early season sitting a water hole in a blind. Okay. That would be the uh, easiest route to do, I think. But I've never done it. So It is something that I would like to uh, kind of dabble into as yeah. we go the, the couple of years down the road here maybe even next year i think it'd be fun to uh see seeing jared go out and do it you know the last two years now it it looks like a freaking blast <laughs> i'm on the fence about between I'll, i'm more than likely going to do another elk thing and then i'm on the fence about like a montana mule deer or like a montana or south dakota antelope yeah, talk to jared yeah. he's done both of them already this yeah. year He's having a hell of a year. Yeah. Hell of a year. But, hey, it hopefully that's a sign of what's to come for the rest of the, the North Bros crew. I mean, there's – I was trying to think about it the other day as far as how many tags we have as a group. Hey, do you still have your elk tag? Yep. Okay, you need to give me that. Because I am gonna make a wall of shame. Oh fuck me! Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm gonna I'm gonna make like a tag I don't know suit. tag suit board. Yep. I already have like a whole bunch of them that I can put on it. I got I got a couple too that you can have. Kay. I might even have last year's elk tag. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna look into doing a, a a tag suit board. I just think it'd be funny. Eventually, one day when we have a, a podcast studio, it can be. You know up. what? I bet you I even have a deer tag from a some one of these last couple of years. Okay, we we gotta do that, and then I think I'm just gonna get a, we'll get like a little little podcast going where it's like, so what do you think went wrong there this year? Huh? Like, what what happened? <laughs> what, why didn't you? You know, why weren't you successful? You know. So we're definitely gonna do a tag suit board. I mean, I feel like I'm gonna be on that board too many times. That's though. not something that you want to brag about, and I don't know how I'm gonna do it yet. If I'm gonna put all of them up together, or if I'm gonna do like each person gets a column. I would just start I think they all, them all together. I think they all go together. I'm going to have a big-ass column. Because otherwise, there's a couple of us that are going to be like, like, is it like golf where <laughs> the lesser amount wins? Yeah. Some of us don't all. Not all of us do the out-of-states. You know, There's a few guys that just do their one-state tag, which... That's me. Yeah, more power to you. But I want to get into the, the out-of-state game. I know a guy. Do you? Yeah, I actually know two guys. Two guys. There's one, am I looking at one of them? One of them's me, and one of them <laughs> is the guy that's killed everything he's gone after so far. Jared? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, like I said, I'm trying to think. You guys help me out here. So, I've gotten my North Dakota bow tag. 
That's the only tag I got this year. Micah, you've also got North Dakota bow. I got North Dakota bow, North Dakota turkey, and a North Dakota rifle. Okay. Wixel, you've got... Uh, Colorado elk and North Dakota bow. Okay. Jared's got Montana, which is already filled. I'm going to just count all the tags. Jared's got his Montana mule deer, his South Dakota antelope, North Dakota bow, Minnesota bow. Yep. Uh, Jacob has a turkey and a and bow. Uh, Mike has a bow and a rifle. Timmy has a rifle. Uh, Sean doesn't have anything. I don't believe. Um, Jake, my uncle, who was supposed to be on tonight, but he's he's busy working on his uh, on his house or his shed. He's building a little shed out out back. What his a house. square! <laughs> but he he'll have. I think he said he has three tags. He has. North Dakota bow, North Dakota muzzleloader, Minnesota bow. His wife has a North Dakota. So we've got like 20 tags. Yeah, you're you're at 20, and we've just hit like four people. Yeah. And, and I was thinking about not very deep getting a Minnesota. If, if I can be successful here, I don't know. I might. I have another buddy that said, hey, if you want to come out to my place, they're up by Bowie, Minnesota. He goes, we have too many deer. So Do you want me to come with? I'll go with you. Wixel might even yeah, join too. We'll, we'll we'll go How up there. How many do they want to get rid of? <laughs> if you want to take a dough, go for it. I'll take, I'll it. I'll take a dough. It, yeah, that's that's meat in the freezer. Okay, you talk to him and you let us know. Okay. Because we'll do a hunting trip, Minnesota bow hunting trip. Yeah. Make an extended weekend out of it. The problem is those guys like to drink beers, so you got to bring a cooler. Damn. Oh no. Tough. That sucks. Wait, you can deer hunt without beer? <laughs> Hey, we could even uh, we could even pull up either the glacier or the castle and yeah. stay but in that. Leads into one of my questions: Like, how did you do on a week? Because see, typically when I go camping with some buddies for fun, like we we drive our pickups into a spot, we drop the tailgates. Can, one second, can on. I interject? In a minute. In a minute. Out of boy, I like it. You're telling me no. <laughs> <laughs> we we drop our tailgates and we set tents up. Usually, we end up getting so drunk we sleep in in the pickups. <laughs> <laughs> it's not fun. Bachelor Party 2.0. Yep. <laughs> um. So like we've talked about doing like a uh, like a boundary waters trip, but my only issue is like it's kind of hard to bring like four coolers in a canoe. <laughs> so get a second ca- get a second canoe. <laughs> you tow a canoe. Yeah, okay. I did not bring alcohol. If that's your question. Wait, no. Th- okay, that was my question. You did say that you got lit up on a margarita. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we we went to um, it was just tequila. <laughs> this this was the our family day or whatever you want to call it. The day we had planned to be out and spend with the family that was down there, and uh, I had to get a new tire. So we ran into Colorado Springs to go to a tire store. So I went in, we dropped out the tire, and it's like, well, what do we do now? So we were kind of looking around, and there's a movie theater. Nothing was really playing. There was, like, some arcade bar thing that we're like, meh. So, like, well, Mexican restaurant. We'll go do... Special on Chalupas? I don't know. I don't <laughs> think so. We'll go do uh, chips and queso and nope. some margaritas. What the hell is an Anjalupa? A Chalupa. Oh. It's food. I know. It's I thought food. He, I thought he said, like, enchilada, but enchilupa. Oh. I was like, I, I missed oh, that one. Oh, special on Chalupas. Gotcha. So, uh, anyway. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> a special on Chalupas, not a... Special on Chalupa. Yeah. So I I got a margarita thinking, okay. whatever, it's just a margarita. Turns out that a 100% alcohol margarita 
and uh, about 10,000 feet of elevation will fuck you up real fast. <laughs> so uh, by the second one, I was feeling pretty good. So how'd you get back? Either that or the bartender was like, all right, one shot, two shot, three shot, four shot. Yeah. Right, that should be good. Obviously, we Ubered. We got picked up. As you say, Wix was like, well, so much for getting that tire today. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, and then we went to a seafood place that was awesome. And I had some more Long Islands there. And then we went to... <laughs> then He's we drinking went, his sorrows away. Yeah, then we went to... Um, it would be... I'm not, The family tree along the way, their house. And we drank there. So it was... I was... Yeah, I felt awesome that and night. And then... You what wouldn't about believe the... it. On the drive back, 14 elk. <laughs> yeah. No. There what? is no elk in Colorado. They plant a couple in some state parks and some you can't hunt here zones. That's it. It's good enough to get you going back every year. I'm pretty sure they drop elk poop from planes that fly overhead. <laughs> and that's the only reason you find it. It's just it. those really lifelike, like, bow elk targets. They're just, yeah. like, sitting there and they're like, oh, They don't even elk. do that. They don't even do They just are like, yeah. Go fuck yourself. How, so funny, you, how you, funny would that be, though, if you're like, you're like oh, I'm sneaking up on him. He doesn't even see me. <laughs> you fling him. an arrow at him, it just stands there like, oh. The head keeps yeah, you, rotating. you come around the corner and there's a pickup sitting there like, what are you doing? <laughs> Shit. Yeah, here we go. Once again, the DNR gets brought up in a podcast uh, and it's us shooting at one of their decoys. <laughs> it was in the trees. So you, you felt amazing that night. How'd you feel the next morning? Perfect. Yeah, yep, good. Nothing. Elevation helps did, that too. Like I really didn't drink that much. Here's another question. So you've been to Shields, right? Can't <laughs> yeah, say I have. No. <laughs> Liar. No. Anyways, you've seen like you can buy like the cans of air. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Did you bring any of those with you? No, I did get altitude sickness though for the first time. Day okay. one, I will. I you know I was totally fine hiking in. Forgot that part of the story. The next morning I woke up. No headache. Tired, like fatigued. You sure you didn't drink the night before? Yeah, because this was day one. Is it like the same thing? Like just a bad hangover? Yeah, kind of. Kind of. You just. Do you think canned air would have helped? <laughs> I don't think so. Well, I don't know. So like maybe I, I don't know. We'll I'm take it occasionally, like if we're snowboarding, because I mean you get when you're know. out when you're out shredding the pow. It's the, it's weird shredding the gnar. It is weird. Like you won't be doing anything, and you'll just kind of be sitting there, like I can't really get like a full breath of air yep and then you take those you go and you're like oh so much better which it doesn't hit the same when you're sitting in the shields parking lot but if you if you use that when you're actually in a scenario where you need it it's much better how many how many puffs do you get out of a can of air a lot it's a lot which it should be but like sixteen dollars but like once you once you break the seal on it, does it, like... It's like a can of duster, you know? So, like, you have a little trigger. Except it doesn't get you high. Yeah. <laughs> what do you do in your free time? <laughs> <laughs> you know, if I wasn't... If I wasn't backpacking and, like, not wanting to carry more weight, yep. I'd be interested to try it, just to see. Because there was it's definitely times where... light. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely some times where it was, like... You know, I need to like stop and catch my breath for a minute. The first two to three days were, you know, acclimation. The first day was awful. Well, the the first day in the field was awful. Um, the second, third day got better, and then after that, I was, you know, there's still times where like 
I'll just like stop for a second to catch my breath, especially going uphill. But for the most part, I was good after that. So you just kind of got to adjust to it. Yeah, there's definitely an acclimate, which is weird though, because the, I mean, we've been there four or five times now, and I don't think I've ever had that issue. I've yeah. never had it to the point where I actually felt sick. This what? was the first time that it hit me, but we also went right to 11,500 feet hiking. And we, we went up high fast immediately how, how you already may have mentioned it but how far how far of a hike was your first second how many um, feet in elevation did you go up so day one we climbed about 2500 feet uh, i don't remember our daily totals i know our longest days we had a couple of eights uh, at one point we were a little over 16 miles from the truck via trail and let me tell you there was no cutting distance off like it was canyon canyon we we did get cliffed out once kind of like i thought we were going to be climbing up a hill through the trees in the dark and i was a little nervous about that um but we made it out with with just enough light to spare um that's the tough part about colorado if you haven't been there like everybody says you got to get off trail but it does not take much to be like i I don't know where to go we basically are going back out the way we came I mean, One. you can you can get cliffed out quick. You may not know, but like, it's either it's either twelve, it might be thirteen thousand. But I think it's it's either eleven five or twelve thousand feet is the like max elevation for an airplane of when you need oxygen. Yeah, I don't so know. So if you're if you're getting up there, like you're pretty close to like if you were flying at that height, you would need to have oxygen. You know. Wixie, you want to know a fun fact about Micah? He knows a lot of random facts. He's a pilot. Yeah. But what? but hold on. But he's scared of heights. Are you a like can fly passengers pilot? Cuz I've seen I've been looking at the Cessna on Facebook. If you buy it, I will get current again. I have some work to do to get You're supposed to do like biannual flight review. I got the pilot's license. <laughs> and then I was still in college, and it's kind of expensive to just go goof off in an airplane that you rent for like an hour. It's like 160 bucks. So as a college kid, you're like, okay, I could go drink at the bar for like four months, or I could go fly for an hour. And so... Okay, this... I wasn't Hold even... on. Can we take like full advantage of this and like have you fly us to Alaska or something? Yeah, if we buy the plane, there's a setback here. There's got to be like a timeshare for planes that we could deal with. There kind of is. You can get in, like, groups or, like, uh, so, like, down in Wapaton, there's a, uh, like, some flight, I forget what they're called, but called a flight group. It'll be, like, four or five guys get together, and they own a plane together, and so then you can, you pay, like, 1500 or two grand a year to be a part of it, you know, as your yearly dues, and then that brings your kind of price down to, like, 50 bucks an hour to fly, so... Really, you mean at that? You feel like we can look into this and make some pretty wild trips. It kind of depends on where you're going, because if you're going places where like there is, you know, like United flights, it's not much cheaper. <laughs> but you're basically flying private. Yeah, I've always wanted the. Okay, before I get into that, how about this military jet that is currently missing? You guys heard about this? No. Shut up, Nick. <laughs> <laughs> so, long story short, and I haven't really read anything on it. 
the information that I have is <laughs> from TikTok. Oh, okay. Well, but, I see where we're going with this. No, hold on. So it's a real thing. Here, actually, yeah, it's real on TikTok. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a Google search here. Hold on. The CIA is listening. Just don't go anywhere. You can near tell Kent, me anything Minnesota. you want, but if it comes from TikTok, I'm gonna stop you right there. Oh, hold on. I'm gonna Google it, and it already popped up. Um. Jamie, what, what are we looking at? No, if you Google missing fighter jet, there is a search going on. Oh, yep. So now it's not a it's not a search for it, it it's not a search anymore, it's a recovery. <laughs> so this pilot was flying this fighter jet. It's an F thirty five fighter. And this pilot decided to be jacked because something wasn't going right and it's not funny i don't know if this guy's still alive i don't i don't want to make make fun of it but anyway he ejected but when he was floating down on his parachute the plane didn't go down it kept going (laughs) nice (laughs) so there's there's an f-35 floating in orbit fighter jet that is missing right now and you remember if he put the landing gear down or I, I don't know. It actually sa- I see right here that debris from the missing F-35 has been found. I, so I don't know if the pilot is probably uh not flyable anymore. Probably not. Shoot. Probably not. But imagine yeah. you just walk through the woods and like a fighter jet comes lands right next to you. <laughs> oh shit. He's down like he just glides. But yeah, he like he like ejects and Yeah, it's an 80 million dollar stealth jet after a mishap. Taxes are going up this year. They 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 finally found it today, or no Monday, yesterday. But yeah, I didn't I didn't know if uh, if you guys had heard about the the missing. You're gonna close the door this time. All right, thanks, Mike. But yeah, missing fighter jet, uh, elk hunts, four wheeling, camo, bow hunting. I mean, we kind of covered all of it this it's episode. It's a gambit on this one. So you're uh, you're gonna come up and go camping this weekend. I'm thinking so, yeah. I, I'm, my, my dates are all messed up from this trip. I, um, I was 100% sure that this weekend was the last weekend of September until I got here today. And Nick's like, uh, nope. What, what if I told you that we were going to cut down some trees this weekend? So we'd have to do a little bit of manual. Not- Seems a little, little worse, but... And there'll be beer. I did say like six years ago when you got it to let me know and I'll come up and help with some tree cutting down. And I Okay, what are you doing this weekend? Well, hopefully camping. And cutting down Watching trees. Watching Nick cut some trees down. <laughs> All right, so funny story. Funny story about the, uh, the land. Uh, a couple weeks ago, I go up there, go up by myself, and I, I get there um, Friday afternoon. Nah, Friday, like right around noon, 1 o'clock. And I get into this bottle of whiskey. Oh, boy. And I drank the entire bottle in two two days. Nice. Yeah, I was... Well, whiskey. It was... I don't Honestly, I don't remember what, what the exact name of it was. But anyway, so I get there and I'm walking around just kind of sipping a whiskey, you know, just hanging out. And I walk down around the bottom of the uh, the loop that we have. And maybe you'll remember this. So... Where your camper, it's not touchscreen, buddy. What are you doing? Oh God, Mike is gonna do a Google search. No, get no. I don't. 
He's, he just starts Sitka. <laughs> I get down to the bottom and I'm just sitting there looking around, you know, checking everything out. There's a giant, where the back of where your camper was when you were up there for the bachelor party. We go straight down where the Woodyard Road is. Remember that big cluster of birch trees that's right on the left hand side there if you're walking down that I way? I think so, yeah. Yeah, one of those trees decided, hmm, nope, and it fell across oh. the road. Nice. And we ended up cleaning that one up. Well, then we had to take another one down and we hooked the winch rope around it and we started. I backed up with the razor and I like yanked on it and it, it kind of like shifted. Then my dad was standing there. He's like, do it again. And I do it again. And this tree, you can hear it crack when the winch pulls on it. And then it just like, you can kind of see it start kind of vibrating back and forth like this. And then it breaks off the other tree, hits the ground and breaks into like perfect length logs that nice. you would cut with a chainsaw. Nice. It was fantastic. So while you were away at the bathroom, Mike, we were talking about uh, this coming weekend. We're going to go up to the land and cut down some trees and maybe go ride some four-wheeler and see if you wanted to, you know, come along. Because the last time that you told me you were going to come, you never showed. I knew that I was going to come back. <laughs> never showed. Has the, have you gotten any rain up there yet? Yes. Actually, we went riding. I wasn't up there last weekend, but the weekend before, and the trails were... Much better? Oh, God. It was awesome. It was like cold out so like you could wear a sweatshirt zero dust a, l- a little bit of dust but nothing nothing like what you guys have already ridden invisible in. to see anything oh man and it's supposed there's rides. chances of rain this weekend too okay. that'd be cool so and and if you've looked at the color changing map i was just gonna say is the trees have got to be getting ready to turn here shortly they already are up there they they were three weeks ago they were starting so I yeah bet we that, might have to make a trip then. i bet that fire lookout looks pretty dang cool yeah, we might have to make the trip then. And then if you're coming back next weekend, you can leave the glacier sit there. Savannah does want to hit up the... So we went and visited grandparents uh, that weekend that she was up there. And we passed the winery that she wants to take a trail to. We might we might, might as well just do it. At some point. So that's on the list. She, she did say, though, when we left that weekend that... That was much better than she was expecting. Like that's something we could do. Quite Ouch! Well, what does that What does that mean? Yeah, she. I don't know. She's just damn. Like, it's one of those uh, new things. Like I, we'll do it once and see how it goes. Can't, thing. can't set the expectations too high. Yeah. Well, it's just like you know, a new thing. Like we'll do it once, and if it sucks, we won't do it again. And if it doesn't suck, then we'll do it again. And the she's, the overall she's verdict. Like, yeah, was, we could. We'll do have to do that a couple times next year. So for it sure. didn't suck. Didn't suck. Didn't suck. I don't know. You said you're like, yeah, this sucks. I did say this sucks. As you're sitting there drinking a beer, Which eating your bacon. I didn't pay for and was brought to me. And then the next weekend I showed up and the first thing was uh, house is cold, fridge is on, everything's ready to go. And I was like, See, breakfast that's, is at 8.30. That's me. <laughs> breakfast is at 8.30. That's me, the camp host, you yep. know, taking care of all She's my guests. Got to make them want to come back. Well, we're getting to the end of this one, so you know what that means. Mike, What what uh, what time is it? Is that question time? I don't know. Beer thirty. It is. What? It is question time. Oh. Well, it, it's it's five o'clock somewhere. Yep. So I who? A good one though. You, a question. You Shit. just said you didn't have a question. I did not have a question. Well, I just thought of it. Okay, go ahead. It's totally hunting related, but I feel like that's okay. What brand of bino harness do you guys have, and is there anything you dislike or really like about it? Is that an okay question? Mm-hmm. Oh, it hasn't been asked. Mine is a, I believe it's a game hide. Okay. 
and the only thing that I and it doesn't even bother me like I, I like I love using it I don't know how I hunted as long as I did without one the only thing that I would change about it and this is the reason why Jared actually got rid of it <coughs> the flap that goes over your binoculars yep. flips up towards you not away from you yep. but yep. It, it doesn't bother me at all um i have a i have had a vortex and an fha Mm -hmm. um they're pretty much the same thing both of them the flap flips towards you and i would like to try one that flips away i believe it's the marsupial that i'm looking at getting next okay so i got Jesus, is, that I think I huge. forgot to say I bought this. <laughs> Nick's got a whole snack pouch on his That's chest. That's what now. she said. Uh, well, no, it's not. No, I, I, li- <laughs> I lied. It is actually Alaska Guide Creations. It's not. I don't know. I don't think it's not that bad. The shoulder straps look really comfortable if you're not wearing a backpack. Even with the backpack, they're not bad. Not bad. One thing I did notice when I was out. Um, hunting this last weekend was something and i haven't figured out what it is yet but something is digging into like my armpits and i don't know if it's my backpack straps or if it was my because i had my harness on my backpack and my bino harness i'm thinking that any of those would be under your arm like that i'm thinking it's the the harness but i'm not 100 percent sure anyway sorry mike i interrupted you go ahead no what were you saying are you done Okay, so I picked up, this was, I think I forgot to say this, but I bought a new bino harness, because I haven't got a new one for probably like four years, and I got the, I think it's Elberstock, is how you pronounce Eberly it? Eberlystock? Yep, one of those, wrapped in their shirt. I was going to say, you're wearing the shirt even. <laughs> and uh, it is phenomenal. It's got like a nice, the one thing I was looking for is something that has like a nice back strap, um, so you don't just have like just the straps going if that's the one. Yeah, it's it's up on my uh, when I go to make a new tab on my search history on my yeah. phone. Since you sent me the link, mm-hmm. it's like the first thing that I see every time. It's super nice. So it's pretty modular. It's got uh, I forget what they call it, like Molly, Molly or something. And so I have the bino harness, and then I got the rangefinder pouch, and then it's got the bottom side's got like a uh, like a Velcro patch. So I got like a quick case that it comes. Well, I bought it extra. So that's turned into my beef jerky pouch snack snack pouch yep Yep. which was phenomenal and it is the best thing i would totally recommend it also it's got this you know it opens away from you and then it all magnets to it so yeah i do like the magnet ones i only am nervous about if they're gonna wear out it'd be interesting to see how long they last and if they last forever then perfect i will say it it might wear out, but, like, when I was walking around, I mean, I would just flip it open, magnet underneath, and everything would stay like that for, you know, hours at a time. Like, I wouldn't – I didn't feel a need to constantly flip it unless I was walking through some real heavy stuff. Mm-hmm. But even then, it's like – I mean, it's – stuff's going to get dirty regardless. Yeah, oh, yeah, so, that's not the thing. It's just – bending over and if it falls out because the magnets wear out in a year or two or whatever like that would be a concern but if they don't then i think the magnets are awesome yeah well because it only magneted to itself so like nothing really and even if they didn't magnet like you could still fold it down and it would still stay i think so but at least i don't know how to say the name of the company it's elber lee not elber (laughs) 
<laughs> however I was saying it before. Eberly stock? Eberly, yep. Okay. Looks like you got one? Oh, I got one. Go ahead. If you were to pick one thing, whether it's, and we're focusing on bow hunting, one thing to have an extra of, whether that's your release, your rangefinder, your, you know, D-loop, your anything, what is one thing that, you don't have to have it right now, but what is one thing that, if you think about it, you're like, you know, that probably wouldn't hurt to have either a spare or a backup of this piece of equipment. A set of bowstrings. That's a good one. If you cut a set of bowstrings and you have an extra with you, most shops will be able to re- or put your strings on, but they will not necessarily have a set of strings to give you if you don't. So, like, when I got my new set, I kept my old set. So, if I was to drop it on a rock or cut a string or something, I could go to anywhere that'll service a bow and have them put my old strings on, sight in for it. And if you're on a seven-day Colorado backpack hunt, you aren't necessarily going home right then and there. That's a really good one. I uh, I would have never thought of that because, I mean, yeah, even, even if, like, your case, you're 10 miles away from the truck and you snap your strings, well you can still go back and go to a bow shop and have them fix it rather than, well, I guess I'm. it's day yeah, two. You're and, heading home now. And I'm done. Yep. Yeah. I would say a release would be mine. Just you stole mine. Yep. That's I okay. have lost a release. I've lost a release three times and found it all three times that's in the Badlands. Bad. But yeah, just since since I went to a thumb release, like it's not attached to your wrist, and so like I have a little you know pouch on my bino harness that I would keep it at, and I could see occasionally it popping out of there, but it never did. But that's that's smart. It's the only Zipped one. In. It's the only one that I have. Wait, but I it <laughs> always go. I pull up my bino harness and uh, showed the pocket that I leave my release in. Mm-hmm. I also took, like, the little wrist string off of mine just because, like, it's, like, if I'm going to be, like, you know, holding it ready to go, it's sitting there, it's on the bow, and then if you get a chance at a shot, you're just right there, and I don't know. It's funny you say that. I just noticed last weekend when I took mine out and I clipped it on my bow in the tree, I had to, like, shake it to get that. Yep, and the string was just right in the way. Yep. So. And I don't, I can honestly say I've never put the wrist strap of my release around my wrist yeah i would always put it on my wrist like if i was practicing a lot because then i don't know and actually it was kind of funny so i was with my buddy that friday or no that saturday morning we were just sighting in the broadheads and i had like just took the release like the string off the release and or like the little wrist strap and i was shooting and like at one because i'm so used to like just dropping the the release grabbing an arrow knocking it picking up my release again and i just like dropped the release right on the ground <laughs> it's like okay so i gotta not do that yeah anymore. we gotta we gotta remember that one <laughs> yep mine mine is uh it was gonna be released but since we we have the rule of you can't double answer uh mine is a d loop 
having the extra string for a D loop cut. Is there any reason for that? Or? Yep. <laughs> when I when I punch myself in the face with mine. And you know the funny thing about that is I've actually switched the way that I draw my bow now. Okay. I don't draw like when I used to draw, I would I would come back like this and like be right where I was going to anchor. But then at once that thing snapped and I punched myself in the face with 70 pounds, I don't do that anymore. I keep my head back. Not the worst idea. So have you heard of the D-loop thing? Yeah. Like when you punch yourself? No, like having an extra one tied on your bow. Tied <coughs> on your bow? Not. No. No? Okay. How does that work? Bullshit about something quick. I'll show you. I'm getting my steps in today. Ooh, I can't, Nick, I'm stupid, so I can't like describe it. I gotta. Nick's just run. I'm, so another. I'm, I'm expecting you to have two D loops. Okay, whatever. <laughs> yep. The hell with that guy. <laughs> so another elk hunting question. What was most of? Did you just have like the mountain man meals? Yeah. So that's a good. That's a solid question. Um, we got all peak refuel meals. Okay. And they were fantastic. So like. Never was hungry, always. Nope. What about snacks? Uh, lots of snacks. I So I did, um, every day I had a bagel with peanut butter and honey for lunch. Okay. Uh, I divvied up two bags of uh, beef jerky, uh, peppered and original, and two bags of peanut M&Ms. That was kind of my lunch and snacks. And then sliced mangoes, which I don't think I ever ate any of. And then we Those had- Those the Costco ones? Because I bought uh, some, nope, like, Walmart. dried fruit from Costco, and it's terrible. Uh, these were pretty good. They're just, like, sli- dried sliced mangoes from Walmart. And then uh, we did we had peak refuels for all of our meals, and every one of them was awesome. The uh, chick, There's, like, a chicken Alfredo one. Fantastic. Uh, there's a potato one that was real good. Could have used some more butter, but uh, really good. It's all of hard the, to get the carry gold up there. Yeah, all of their pasta ones were awesome. Like all of their meals were were really good. The even my least favorite one was only my least favorite because of like the vegetables and stuff. It just wasn't my thing. But I mean, honestly, if you're gonna do anything like that, anything where you're you want to pack freeze drieds for camping, hunting, yep. fishing, whatever and it you're took doing, took up like how much space? Like very little. Very little. Um, those peak refuels, I have not had a bad one yet. They okay. were all fantastic. All right, Nick, let's see your double D loop. No, it's not a double D loop. But you, it would be just like if you were putting a new D loop on. I'm holding my bow up above my head right now. Um, yeah, if we, you, we can see you. If, oh, no, but the listeners can't. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the, uh, oh, here. your string material there. Yeah, you, you would cut it. Here, take it. You would cut it to the same length as if you were tying a new D-loop on. Okay. And you burn the edges of it, and then you just tie it right there. And the i got to give Shields credit for that. I didn't think of that myself. But the oh. example that the guy gave me, Colorado elk hunting. He said, I've been out there before, and I've had my D-loop. Something stupid happens where it snaps or it breaks or anything. And you can, m- most people can tie their own D-loops on. I should probably learn how to tie a D-loop. Because that was my first question is, how are you putting that on your bow? You got to know how to do it before you are in the situation, especially in, a, in an instance like that where you would not have, um, where you would not have signal to look up a YouTube video. 
but you also, just you just cut it and you put it you tie it right on the the axis of your bow there and then you that's a riser but nice try okay thanks for putting me on blast there but you, Nick, you, though, these strings are well waxed just did it a couple weeks Lots ago of lube on those things baby but yeah you cut it to the same length that you uh would if you were putting a new d loop on and then you tie it somewhere, whether you put it on your riser, or you're, just tie it somewhere on your bow so you always have it with you. You know, most of the time they use a tool to put it on, but I suppose if you're in a pinch, like, you, and you can getting buy, by. You can buy the pliers, and, I mean, it's a little bit of weight, but it's at the end of the day, if you look at what that would save you. You know what else you should have them do? Because I had this happen to me. Your peep sight, they, I had my ties start to loosen, and it, w- it slid down enough that when I shot an arrow, my peep sight came out. So when I went back, they retied it, and then they tied a string around it like this. And he said, that thing's not coming out now. So, so I would have them. Are we all out of questions now? Right? No, Wixo hasn't asked his yet. Okay. Shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, the D-loop, that's a pro That's tip. not a bad idea. Like, if you learn, I mean, it would not be the worst thing to learn how to tie a D-loop. And maybe even just have the tool in your truck. So it's another one of those things where, like, all you're doing is you got to pack out, get back to your truck, tie it, and you're, you know, sight back in, you're good to go kind of thing. Now you're on the spot. You got to. Yeah. Hmm. What is your, that's a that's lame. What's your favorite meal to cook? I think a variation of that question has been asked. I think I asked it, but let's let's do it anyways. No, we can't. The rule you can't double Instead ask. Instead of variation, I'm sure it was. What's your favorite meal? What's your favorite meal to cook? No, I think that was it. That was it because we went around and it was like it was steak and chicken and so sorry. God damn it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? Do you have... Uh, God damn it. You really screwed me over here, Nick. Dude, you've had the last hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, to think well, about I was it. busy. <laughs> Do you have an idea of what your next big purchase is going to be? Ooh. That's a good one. Waiting on Mike to come up with an answer here. I do. I just... Uh... I, got so I many. apologize if this I have is so many things secret. that I want to buy. <laughs> um, what define big? Like, what's a big purchase? I don't know. Over, let's say over two thousand bucks. Okay. <laughs> Mine's like a giant purchase. <laughs> yeah, I think I, I would, know what yours is gonna be. I would at some point. This is a way bigger than two thousand dollars, but at well, some point fine. I would like a side by side, but. Going beneath that, I was just looking at, I don't currently have a pistol yet, so I was looking to get in a SIG, like P365, just kind of like their more compact 9mm pistol, and then after hanging out with my buddy and shooting his little 22 um, 10 round revolver, I think I need one of those, because it is just way too much fun, and it's cheap. Uh, like What is mine? FN, the FN's twenty two, okay. the FN five hundred two. That's what yep. I have. Love it. Awesome he's got pistol. he's got the little Ruger. Yep. 
Awesome. Is... Awesome pistol. Yeah. So that was like four things, but it's okay. Mine will hopefully be a house, but well, shut up. If it's not, <laughs> if it's not a house, it'll be a uh, a new truck. New truck, huh? That's probably the more realistic one. I mean, what's but, wrong with yours? Uh, we're almost up to the hundred thousand mile mark, which is. You do put on a lot of miles. I always said that I wanted to get rid of it before I hit a hundred thousand. So. That's, that's low. That's low for me. I ran the last one until it ran on fire. I, yeah. <laughs> and I'm at 90, 92,000 now. So. Sheesh. Actually, last Friday, I was really, really close to going over to Luther and trading it in on a new GMC. What were you looking at? Well, AT4 action? Yeah. Actually, this one, I believe, was a Elevation. It was red and black. Red with black accents. It's got to be red. Did you see the one I sent you a couple weeks ago? What did you send it to me on? Facebook? Probably Facebook, yeah. It was red. It was your color. It was a Chevy. It had the 6.6 gas. Let me see. Let me let me go see here. Let, let, let's just look and see how many Facebook messages. I have seven Facebook messages. And they're all relevant. I guarantee it. <laughs> yeah, you sent it to me on September 11th. See? Uh, it's America's uh, pickup. There she is. It's pretty nice. It's still for sale. Ooh, that is nice. See? I know what you like. Yeah, but it's a six six. It's if if I'm going to the twenty five hundred, it's got to be a Duramax. You've seen gas prices. You've seen diesel prices. Yeah, well, if gas is that much, it's a get nice a, truck. Get a baby Max. I have. You know what I wish I would have done if I could go back and I would do it again. I would get a Trail Boss with the Duramax. So that leads me to two more questions. One is for you, and one is for anybody. The one question is, so on my little eco-diesel, I had an 8-gallon def tank. I have a 2. Is that a problem? It's or? horrendous. That's what I thought. And then Jake was saying, so his brother-in-law's got one, and he doesn't notice it, but I don't think he drives cross-country a ton. And so I was like, I mean, I for like my job, all I do is drive. And so I was like, if I had to fill up on def like every other, I mean, maybe it's not that big of a deal, but... So I have a two-gallon tank, and I made it to Colorado and back, and didn't have to refill. Okay. But if I tow, like if I put, if I hook up the fish house with a yep. full tank of def, I'm adding def before I get to Medora. And that to me seems kind of like a pain in the ass. It's awful. Yeah. So I, I at all times have a box of def in the back here in my truck somewhere. Okay. Yeah. That's like that's nothing I ever carried because I would get actually I ran it completely out of def one time. And I was like, let's see, because, like, it didn't do anything. It just, like, I got the 500-mile deal. I was like, you know what, at this point, what's it going to do? So I had a box of death with me, just in case. And I ran it totally out, still started, didn't go into a limp mode, nothing. I was like, that's a crock of shit. <laughs> I don't actually need it. <laughs> I wondered the same thing, because I got, like, warnings, and I I had death, and I was like, well, I'll just see what happens. Next time I stop, I'll fill it. And then it like it went def tank empty five hundred miles till yep. like refuel. And I, my my thought was is is that actually five hundred miles or is it yep. like I'm towing well, while I'm towing it's going to be like forty miles. Yeah. And if so, what happens when I hit the end of that? Yeah. So I too was curious, and I probably ran another hundred miles 
afterwards. And I was like, you know, I don't want to buy a Def Punk. <laughs> so I put the Def in. But I don't know. It's the government, man. It's all fake. It's just water. Yeah. So you <clears throat> you broke. You were going to send it and you you didn't. I just, to get like a new, I think typically those Def Pumps are like 1600 bucks, maybe 1300 And I was like, you know, that seems not worth like it. an unnecessary problem to create. <laughs> and so. I think was, warranty covers it. <laughs> I was at like 200000 miles. Oh, yeah, maybe not then. I will say, all the Ram Eco Diesels have gotten a lot of hate. And Jake will still give me hell for it because he goes, that pickup, you had nothing but problems. Yeah, he but, drives a Ford, so. You literally can't take anything, any shots that he we'll gives say you. Those, those 2011 5.0s are pretty bulletproof. They are. I'm not going to. because my older brother drove one for 80,000 miles misfiring. So, like, it's <laughs> kind of hard to hate on him. But it's not as cool. Yeah, but I mean, I have I'll say it again. He, he drives a Ford. And I might piss off a lot of listeners. Yeah, to hell with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Might piss off a lot of our listeners that drive Fords. Uh, nothing against Fords. It's like just eighty percent of them. It's it's just like, uh, what are you talking about? Oh, I don't know. You're like one of the minorities with your your it's blue, so it counts. It looks cool. It's just like anything else, like Polaris and, and, and pretty much anything. You know, just giving each other shit about it. But, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> right into the mic. Um. Yeah. So, what do you guys got coming up? What's uh? What's I know you Wix. I was, you were talking about planning some uh, some out of state stuff. But what what do you have in your pocket right now that you're um in the pocket? Plans for the future. Hopefully, a couple more camping trips, and then uh, pheasant season rolls around in October, and it's gonna be uh, once October hits, it's full on. It's gonna be pheasants, ducks, and uh, western muleys. That's that's what uh, the the only thing to do now is to start planning the weekends that I'm gonna hook up and head out west. You can pick yours. Um, Still so. planning on that last weekend in October, I think. Perfect. Is that the one you got a handful of guys going with you that weekend? Um, I believe so. Yes. We'll okay. f- we'll figure out what we got to do, but yeah, that that I believe is the plan. Done for. Michael? Where out where out west are you going? Um, we will be in a super secret location that I will tell you later. Yeah, don't, why do you got to put him on blast like that? He's not going to. Well, I just, like, my older brother lives in Kildare and, you know. Farther west. Okay, farther west. Yeah, we're in the Badlands. You're going way west. Yeah, we're in the Badlands. Yeah, west, west. Yeah, if everyone is wondering, he's going to be west. (laughs) (laughs) Micah, what about you? What do you, what do you got coming up? I think try and, uh. Take a couple more weekends out. Go with that buddy of mine that we went over by Richardson area. Wait, so are you coming uh, this weekend? Because if you tell me yes again and you don't show up, I that's it. That <laughs> that's first it. you were None. here, and then you took a ding, and now you're here, and the bottom is like you don't, you don't want to be here. I don't have far to get to the bottom. Who's on the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> it's a big pile of let's people. Th- let's <laughs> start a fire. Yeah, we we ain't, ain't gonna start I'm shit. Not, I'm not gonna commit because I don't know. I don't have a I don't have a plan yet for this weekend, and I kind of like to leave it open. I'll let it I... I'll let it slide because it's hunting season. Yeah, but he's probably not gonna go hunting this weekend. But I could if I help you set that deer stand up on Friday. True. Which the problem is I don't have the stand yet. 
that's on you. I'll try you're and get supposed it. to get from your uncle like months. Yeah, ago. it's still it's still set up. It's actually kind of well, funny. We went to uh, grab. Well, so when he got when he bought his new ball from his uncle, he's like, Mike, we're gonna get a deer stand. And I was like, you want to take my pay? He's like, no, because I don't want to unload your deer stand if it's in the back of your pickup. And then we get there, and it was just like an arrow stand. <laughs> Yeah, I've been uh, waiting for this deer stand for a little over a year now. <laughs> so I would say get it. We'll put it up. I'll help you. Okay. Yeah. We'll talk and, a little bit. We'll, we'll, I'll hunt in it, you know. We'll talk a little bit more after the uh, after the episode here. Sounds good. But for me, all I've got is my uh, North Dakota bow tag. And I don't know. I'm kind of excited to go out west, so I don't necessarily want to. You better not feel unless you have a buck. I'll be pissed, and you're going either way. That's fair. That's fair. I'll have to talk to you after this episode too to see what days if I got to take any days off or anything. We'll see Friday. what see what we got to do. But uh, yeah, so this was a. I think we just broke the record for the longest episode that we've ever done. Watch uh, your back, Joe Rogan. Okay, <laughs> no, we're, we're not. That was not a sh- no. Where's Jamie at? <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, fellas, we got three minutes until we hit two hours, which I know for a fact would be our longest episode. So, since we're here, we're going to do it. So, Mike. Okay. Or Wixo. One of you two. A hot topic that is, it can be controversial. It can be not controversial, and we'll get into a little got, debate a here. All right. uh, yeah, and I, I might be outnumbered here. I'm not sure. Okay. Whisker Biscuit versus Drop Away Drop Away. Drop Away. I think they're horseshit. Okay, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> I have a Whisker Biscuit. wasn't a very hot topic. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. So he's like, yeah, I might be outnumbered, but okay, I, uh, yeah, fuck you guys. I watched a couple YouTube videos, and although I think it probably helps... I don't think it's necessary. Like, give me a beer. I need a hype. beer to listen to you talk well, right what now. What do you want? You want a, a, a shore lunch shandy or... Whatever you want to give me. There's only one left, so... All right. It's all yours, brother. Okay. I. You've talked to me about this before. The Whisker Biscuit and the Drop Away. Is the what? Whisker Biscuit... Or is the Drop Away worth the extra money over yes. the Whisker Biscuit? Yes. Why? Because as soon as you release that arrow, it drops away, and there is nothing that is gonna deflect that. Say you, say you put your arrow in with, you know, you put your your odd colored fletching with a whisker biscuit. You have to put it up. If you don't put it up, because you're just not thinking. See, but whatever. my whisker biscuit is totally brown all the way around. So like, what's the difference? You should be putting your same vein up every time with the drop away too. But the difference is contact versus no contact and as you shoot through that whisker biscuit it's going to change over time so your 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 arrow is constantly doing something different i put that to the test is it doing a lot probably not but what what you just said i put that to the test because i thought the same thing putting your odd colored vein up i think it does it does matter like your grouping will get tighter it doesn't matter. You're still, when you look at what you're hitting, if your grouping is, I always go off of a pie plate. If you're hitting within a pie plate. That you suck. You, okay. What do you, <laughs> look at this guy. How, like, how many, I'm like a muffin tin. I uh, shoot dimes. How many, <laughs> how many, how many elk did you? Uh, well, I didn't see any, so that doesn't count. <laughs> well, I was going to ask how many you saw. 
He goes through what, like what twenty-two arrows a week, just because they're all fucking, you know, one on right top on top of each other, like that, right there. Yeah, I can't, I can't shoot the same target because I'm guaranteed yeah. to hit. Okay, that look what you did. I told you to give you a hot topic, and now you're freaking getting us going. Um, so you <laughs> you needed to kill three minutes. <laughs> you, yeah, we're 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 past that now. <laughs> Woo, we did it. Uh, so do you actually think that that makes like a huge like in a hunting scenario? No, I think it's a clearance thing, depending on your veins. If you don't, if you always have a single vein up, you'd be fine. But if you have it so your well, solo true. vein is but down, yep, yep. that's the issue. That's a good point. But as far as the flight, assuming that your two no, veins are not going to hit, it's not. It doesn't make a difference. I don't think so. I j- it, it is good. It, it is good practice, like you said, to always have your odd colored vein up. Yeah, most of it is that if your solo vein is, if you have one, your your um, odd vein is straight down. Say you you're a four fletching guy, then you're fine. It doesn't matter. I've done that. Um, if you're look at this guy, been there, done that. You been suck. There, done that. You suck. Um, next up is six. Okay, so okay? Uh, if you have your yeah, <laughs> I've seen him before. Mike's gonna go buy him now. Yep. Just if you have your single one. vein down, you are you could have clearance issues with your drop away, depending on what vein you shoot, because there's really not that much. And again, there. disclaimer. We're not. We're we kinda, are professionals. We're kinda, we know exactly what we're talking okay, first about. First of all, Joe Rogan, and now you're talking shit. To all the, no, we're. we're, we're, we're shit. I'm we're, just saying, we are professionals. We just aren't paid very well. Yeah. We're or just, at all. Wait, you <laughs> wait, guys, you're getting wait, paid? You guys are getting paid? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. One more question. Oh, God. Here we go. So, peep site. I right now have a tube site. And in the past, I've had whatever yours is called. What's that called, Nick? Not not uh, adult peep site. Okay, adult <laughs> peep site. Yep. Adult peep site. This one came with the bow, but in the past, like I always had issues, and it probably was a pretty preventable issue. But like where like I would pull back, and it was just never set right, so it would, like always move. Yeah, your line's twisting. Okay, thanks for pointing that out. Well, it's your line stretching, so if that happens. You bring it to a shop, they'll pull your string, they'll add a twist or or whatever they got to do, and that'll straighten out your peep again. You okay. may have to recite in, but it's a pretty yeah. easy fix. Is there, I don't know, I guess using both of them, like what is your, like what's the benefit to having that? Um, Less shit on your bow, less shit on your string. That's it? There's pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, not a whole lot. Just growing up, I guess. Yeah, and honestly, not a whole lot. Okay. Um, one more thing to cause a problem potentially. Yeah. But. Tomato, tomato. Yeah, I yeah. don't, I don't know of much of a difference. Noise, and then string weight. It's much less of a hot topic than whisker biscuits versus drop weight rest. Yeah, we all got kind of fired up on that yeah. one. Except for me, I was. Cool. Cool as a cucumber. Okay, I got I got a little, not really a hot topic, but have you guys seen that the government, or like, I saw a thing today, Biden is now going after hunting. He wants to ban... Hunting in schools? Or, yeah, stuff about schools? <laughs> <laughs> Did you just I say think it? we should all agree that hunting in schools should be banned. <laughs> I don't. Okay, rephrase what you just said, because I don't think it you meant to say... It was something to do with, like... Uh, schools that have archery as a gym topic or 
um, teach gun safety or whatever like that, they're going to defund those schools. Okay, my question, my question is why? Well, don't you want the kids to they, have... Well, but they're trying to get rid of all guns. Yeah, if yeah, we have guns, then so, they can't tell us what to do as much. That's never going to go... We're not going to get into the political rabbit hole that we could go down right here, but it's not going to work. It's a bad, bad, bad idea. But as far as the archery in schools, I don't understand why the... Do you understand why they do half the stuff that they do? Well, that's a fair point. No, I don't. Exactly. The but, only thing I can see is there was that college campus where a guy did poke some people with a bow and arrow. Okay, that goes that goes back to the same thing as... as but it's uh, also... Like, it's. I mean, if people, if people want to... You know... Uh, how do I... Put this without. If you uh, want to cause harm, you're gonna cause. Yeah, harm. I was gonna say if you if you if you have a plan and you're gonna do something very very bad, yep. you're going to do that no matter what. No matter what. <laughs> I mean, okay. So think about like Shields in Fargo. How many people a day do you think walk in to the Fargo Shields with a bow, in a case, with broadheads, and you could literally set up anywhere in an aisle. <laughs> you just pull, start flinging arrows. Pull your bow out, and like, who's gonna stop you? But like, well, I mean, you there's... could do the same thing with a gun. I mean, I, it, it's this. That, yeah, exactly. Like, like you can put as much control on anything uh, you want. It doesn't matter what you do. If if somebody wants to cause havoc, they're gonna find a way to do it. Yeah. And that's just life. I don't know. It sucks. That's well, you, I think before we get uh, concealed carry, right? Before we get too far down this rabbit hole, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up. We broke our record for the longest episode. Would have been way cooler to do that on like a hundred or something, but seventy. Cooler to do it if we. Had I mean, we can still do that on a hundred. We could do it at a hundred. What do you say? Three and a half, four hours. Three hours. Try and break the record. Six. We got a full case of beer. Let's keep rolling. Oh yeah, <laughs> right. We could. That's the funny thing is we could we could literally just sit here and just. Pick a different topic and just it's keep going. It's only going to get wilder. <laughs> we got to do like I got to work in the morning, so maybe we'd pick a different day. Maybe like uh, maybe like one episode 100, depending on... I, I did have a request that we try, and, and right now is a great time of year for us as far as the North Bros team. Like We have tons of stuff that we can talk about. We've got more episodes coming down the line. Like I said, we're going to talk about that at the end. We've got Jared coming on with his... Uh, South Dakota antelope hunt. We got Ryan coming on with Ryan. That that's going to get into a whole bunch of other episodes that we can do. Uh, we've got our hunts that we're going to be going on. We've got turkey season. I mean, that the, the the. Well, now that there's three of you jabronis with ice houses. Oh yeah, dude. Why we're, not do a uh, like one of them video podcasts? In the ice house. Yeah. We're, we're, video podcast is something that we're. Uh, set it up and then catching something it's happening we've been talking about that for a while that we're going to try and get into the video podcast game um i also want to try and get i was talking to somebody today and they were telling me that their podcast they can actually look at listens like how many listens they've had that would be interesting ours only has downloads and our download number is continuing to to climb so all the all the people out there that are downloading our episodes and supporting us we uh download more we definitely uh, appreciate it. Uh, if you could, wherever you're listening from, leave us a, a like, a share, a rating, a review, anything at all. It all helps us helps us out. We don't need no no, no donations, but uh, thanks. Unless you're super rich. Unless you want to. I mean, yeah, I mean we're a non-profit. <laughs> but like, 
No, we're definitely a for profit. <laughs> we just don't have any profits. <laughs> yeah, no, we do not need no do- known donations, but a review, a rating, anything like that where you listen. Uh, we're going to be doing a giveaway coming up here. We're going to uh, come up with a prize pack of some Next stickers, bow. and <laughs> we're not giving away my bow. But uh, Come on, what if we get like a hundred thousand likes? A hundred thousand likes, people don't want this bow. It's old. No, it's 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 a brand new Hate Power Max. Never been out of the package. Yeah, right. It's got an extra D loop. It does have a spare <laughs> D loop. It does. All right. You, anybody have? I know we already did the closeout. Does anybody have any words of, words of wisdom that they want to uh, close with? I don't know if I want you to talk again, Micah. I got one thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, go ahead. Always bring snacks, no matter the situation. Always bring snacks. All right. Wixo, you got to say something. I don't, I don't think I can beat bringing snacks. That's true. Bringing snacks is a good idea. Snacks yeah. is always a good thing. There's nothing worse than being His vinyl harness is his snackle box. <laughs> My snackle box. All right, guys. That's going to do it for this time. Until next time, we'll get back to you.